Future Cast. Don't do it now. It's never going to happen. All right. I'm going to. I haven't had a drink on the show. I don't think the whole entire freaking year. It's going to be on camera, but I was going to say, Lou, bring yours down. You about to cut your chin off. Bring your camera down. Jeffrey, the show has started. I know, but I just saw it. He's like, look, her chin is. Because <laughs> we was losing. Can't lose it now. We can't lose it. <laughs> Lou Tasha, your hair looks beautiful. Jeffrey, your hair looks oh, beautiful. Nice. Thank I'm, you. I'm pouring myself done. some Japanese whiskey. Um hey now. I need it. I'm I'm just uh, I, I will need, I need toast you to your whiskey blue. I made a nice sangria, but I've been playing with sangria flavors. This is a tropical infusion. It got some ginger and some mango in there along Jeffrey, with some why other you're not things. inviting us over no more? We used to get invited. I mean, <laughs> I keep saying we need to get into the studio or we need to figure out That's how to That's money. Up a okay, I shouldn't have to pay $500 to I, see my or friend. you didn't let me finish. <laughs> or we need to figure out how to be three people on this sofa. That looks crazy for the angles. We, we're not going to see each other. <laughs> Jeffrey, why did this have to be involved? We do a test episode <laughs> and just see what the people think. What the people? I just want to come over <laughs> as your friend. Oh, <laughs> right. I just want to be cooked for. My door is my you know what my Super Bowl meal was? What? I had a sandwich from Whole Foods. I did not cook. Jeffrey, you know that we'll come see you without you cooking. Okay, I'll be nervous. I know. Clearly you think we only come for the food. All right. I said, Jeffrey, I want to come over for Super Bowl crickets. He's like, it's because I had a sandwich. Bitch, I would have came over with a pizza. It's not that serious. All right. I thought thought you was going to pop like, it's literally always open invite. I just thought you were giving me a warning. Like, You know I don't do that, though. I need a formal invite. I don't pop up to nobody's house because I be naked in my house all the time. I don't want to create that habit between us. I have my wobbly bits out. See, I think it's because that's the household family life I grew up in. Like, we all got keys to each other's house. We just pop up. If you sleep or busy, we just sit in the living room until, you know, we leave. And it's just... <laughs> My family too naked for that. See? But yeah, so y'all can, not not y'all the viewers, but y'all blue and loose. y'all can pop up at my house anytime you want. What's if, wrong if, with little nakedness? If, if I am, happen to be naked and not alone, I would just, I would send an... <laughs> Look for the red string on the door. <laughs> I don't want to see Jeffrey. I don't want to see you in the middle of coitus. That's why I said look for the red string. You know, okay, gotta come back. <laughs> oh, we need to do the toast, Lou. Do you have a drink? I don't. Oh, you want to get a drink? Lou's just looking around, fed. I gotta reapply my lipstick. Yeah, I reapply my lipstick. I just did like a ninety-minute live, so my mouth is tired. Pause. What you talking about? Uh a little bit. Of what we're going to be talking about today, the Super Bowl, Beyonce's master plan to take back black music from white people, um, and uh, how people need to stop talking about Usher and her uh, having beef when they've known each other since she was twelve, and he used to babysit her. And Somebody, y'all, y'all, y'all will find a way to turn everything into a fake argument. Turn everything into a fake argument. I Ugh. like literally, I didn't. One person, I was talking to one person. It was like, oh, did you hear? You know, Beyonce. No, said, um, what is Beyonce's beat for Usher? And I was so <gasps> lost. Yeah, I was lost. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, she dropped music on. The... I was like, she did it after his performance, and she didn't even drop like the album or anything. She just put out two singles after his. It, and, it the, a... and this three part rollout has been in the works for over four years. And her husband is the one who invited him to even be in the halftime show. What are y'all? Okay, let's pause because, yeah, the, uh, the, the fuckery is fuckering. Is, it's is, fuckery. <laughs> the fuckery is fuckering. And if All I wasn't right. worried about censors, that'd be the name of today's episode. But I'm going to put in some uh, bleeps, some uh, stars on the. Now, we've been bleeping a lot. There's been lots of dicks and balls <laughs> and <laughs> backpacks. 
<laughs> we might need a special network if this gets any raunchier. Lulu, what oh. drink did you find out? Because Lulu's back for the toast. I have water. Oh. We can't toast with water. You have to get water, like a lemon or something. January Lulu. is over now, girl. We, uh, we, uh, how is the biggest drinker of the group the one act like she don't know how this works? Right. <laughs> You, wow, you wow, got wow, some juice. wow. Wow. We, we said it was Monday on a Monday. I know, right? I don't have no juice. Wow. You got liquor. There we go. Oh, well, you went from water to wine. What are you, Jesus? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, I pop, am it Jesus. Open. pop it open. You skipped everything in between. I love you with this straight hair, Lulu. You give it 90s fine. Thank you. <laughs> Moesha. We, we should, I, I feel like we all look like different parts of the 90s. You know, I'm here for I it. feel like you look like the um, light skinned nigga who's like the protagonist in all the Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> you, you know, it's always a light skinned nigga with braids, except yours is real. It's not. It's not a lace front. It's not a wig. <laughs> it's not a wig. Oh my god, he's gonna be the salvation for the corporate woman who just needs to be dicked down and loved right by a good service industry man. I don't want to play that role. That you know how much money. Hang on, blue, blue. You cutting your chin off too. Y'all keep cutting your chins off. Why are you worried about our chins? Okay, fine. I'm gonna sit up. No, but you people we want to see y'all. I was hanging out with some of Tyler Perry's actors mm-hmm. this uh, previous weekend, Grammy weekend. Mm-hmm. When they explained to me what them checks look like, I will never again talk shit about Tyler Perry's. Uh, They said they make six figures in a couple of weeks and they get paid within seven days. Like you start on Monday, you are rich by Friday and the check clears by the following fucking Friday. Granted, everything is improv. It's one take. Um, Granted, the scripts are trash. Granted, sometimes Tyler writes stuff that he forgot he wrote. And if you remind him, he might cuss you out. So it's all questionable, right? Artistically speaking, it is questionable. Artistically speaking. Artistically speaking, it's questionable. But the fact that you can be broke on the first, go to Tyler Perry Studios and be rich by the 12th. Yeah. And I then, have never heard, uh, I've never heard anybody say anything as far as being paid by Tyler Perry. They might talk a lot of shit about the scripts, the work environment, the actual art as a person, all that stuff. But the coin. I ain't never heard nobody say Tyler owes me other than Monique. <laughs> okay, that's a whole other conversation. That's gonna remember, where's my blood pressure? Lula, I don't know if you missed it when you were getting up to get your drink. We were talking about how I was hanging out with some Tyler Perry actors recently and them explaining mm-hmm. what he did to their bank accounts um, aroused me. <laughs> I was fiscally aroused. Well, Nova Blue, uh, one of me and Latasha's uh, good friends, Lodric, he's on one of Tyler Perry's shows. I'm sure. And he probably mm-hmm. pays for dinner. And he mm-hmm. has been, listen, he's been on. How long has the uh, the old been on? I don't even know. Several seasons, but wow, is, yeah, yeah, consistently and still working. So if y'all see me, Lulu or Jeffrey, um, on a Tyler Perry production, um, mind your business. Okay, that's <laughs> probably why we're back in the studio. Okay, not right. everyone has a drink. What are we toasting to, guys? Um, it's February. I don't know. I just feel really, really good this month, and I know we're already in the middle of the month, but I just feel like it's. A new start or something. I don't know. I just feel great. And this, this feel like a fresh start. So let's talk, let's let's toast to a fresh start and finally getting all the things that we've been praying for. Getting them yes. all. Cheers. Give me all Cheers. my things. Cheers. Salud. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that Japanese whiskey is smooth. Ooh. Mm. You over there like a thug. Ooh. What's shots. the Japanese word? Me and Tasha sipping blue over there like a thug. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Ooh, I feel good. Ooh. All right. Not you just lifted. (laughs) (laughs) 
I felt good. I had to move the hair around. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. You guys already know what we have to get into. It is the, the morning after the night before. And we are speaking and recording this on Super Bowl Monday, the afterglow. Um, so much to uncover, but before we start with the social topics, I wanted to first give our resident sports expert, Lutasha Bradley, an opportunity to tell us about the stuff that didn't happen during halftime, because (laughs) I can only speak to halftime, the commercials and what happened in the stands. I don't know shit about what happened on the field, except for that Kelsey boy won something and then he got mad at somebody and then Taylor ran off. I don't know, but Lulu, you tell us as our sports expert. What happened yesterday for the non-sports girls and boys? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, who the Lions beat earlier this season. I'm Ooh, still talk bitter shit. Talk your shit. About the Lions <laughs> not being in the Super Bowl. But um, they won the Super Bowl, and it was well-deserved. Uh, Patrick Mahoney is an ex- excellent quarterback. He is technically Black. I don't know if he identifies that way. Ooh. But... Um, <laughs> I know he got a black daddy. That. I've heard that everybody likes his black daddy, but then they like him. That's all I know about him. I mean, I I could see that. He kind of sounds like you guys know. He sounds like Kermit the Frog, like a little bit too, like when he talks. <laughs> oh, so yeah. But anyways, um, he he played excellent. He took the team on his back, and he made sure that they won. It was an exciting game. It was super close. Um, I wasn't watching that closely because again, I was bitter. But I did have it on. I was much. I. Wanted both the teams to lose and Usher to win. So wait, you wanted both the teams to lose. <laughs> I remember yes. I was watching it right before the halftime because I Googled when is halftime? And it said between five to five fifteen Pacific Standard Time. So at five oh two, I saw the score was like a hundred to zero. I was like, okay, well, they're gonna lose. I went to bed, woke up, watched the thing, um, to had a snack, Super Bowl, a uh, halftime was over. Forgot the Super Bowl was on after that. I stopped caring because I was too busy tweeting about what happened during halftime. And then I said, oh, shit, there was a football game. I wonder who won. It must have been the other <laughs> team because it was like 100 to zero. And then I found out the team that had zero actually won. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So they they came back and won. They It was it was a hell of a it game. Was, like, it was that overtime is what got me because I had uh, after, after halftime, I always watched the game up through the halftime show. Then after halftime, I drift off and I come back in the fourth quarter to finish it. Yep. And, you know, I kind of have my timing down for when to come back. I was a little late, but I came back and that thing said overtime. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> and as I'm watching, I'm not a, I'm not a big football fan, uh, but I'm like, you know, Hey, I live in California. So I'm a go, you know, go California thing. Um, and what looked like they were winning and I was going to get my small praise and cheers, baby. And that last second, <laughs> I was going to say that touchdown. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> Good job. That was, that was nothing but Colin Kilpatrick uh, doing the curse on the 49ers for doing him dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Kaepernick. I said uh, Kilpatrick. Kaepernick. Uh, Kaepernick. 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 Said, I love you Colin do Kaepernick. Right by me. <laughs> I feel like right. Colin Kaepernick put the, the Miss Seeley on them people. And I don't I don't, I don't, don't mind it. I don't mind it, actually. You know what's so interesting? Is, you know, I love stats. And one of the stats that I heard in the little bit that I did watch was when someone said, a team has never been this soft so far behind in one in the history of the game. And I was like, well, statistically speaking, y'all lost. Well, fuck the stats. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so they actually made history. This is a win has never happened from this much of a, a loss. So 
Um, I guess congratulations to them. I know that that team is happy as fuck. All the money that they invested into Travis Kelsey um, and this Swift. past season. But hey, both him, whatever. I know that. <laughs> listen, they are just like, thank God. <laughs> right. All I, the publicity of Taylor Swift. Goofy, yeah. So lame. The Taylor Swift of it all, I almost am remiss to start talking about her too early because I don't want us to feel like we're centering uh, the a white woman in, in this blackity black pro-black show. However, um, I think what's interesting about the Taylor Swift of it all is she becomes super important when we get into the conversation I do want to have with you guys, which is about number one, let's first center Usher before we talk about anything else. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> because I think hashtag Usher Bowl, nigga bowl didn't happen when we thought it was going to be Baltimore versus Detroit. So we did we missed the nigga bowl, but we still had the Usher show. The fact that Usher started with a PSA warning that you might want to watch your wife and be careful. <laughs> and your relationships. <laughs> and then Swiss B said, how do I get in it when he demonstrated? <laughs> Listen, all, all only thing I was missing, I wish that when um, he played Bad Girl, I love that yeah, her okay. came out. That was amazing. No, oh, not amazing, no. Um, but I actually would have loved it if like he would have had like Kiki kind of walk out and like Model do that. That would have been good because you know Kiki her, been her, through enough. Her ex baby daddy been out, been acting a fool on Twitter again. Yeah, Kiki been through enough, and also it's so funny that a lot of the white folks thought that was Northwest. They're like, "Oh my God, Northwest is such a genius. She can paint, and now she can also play the." I was like, I, I literally said that jokingly to my brother. I'm like, "Oh, they got Northwest." <laughs> Everybody thought her was Northwest, and, and I thought it was funny until I went back. She was dressed like Northwest. But she looked like her. <laughs> but she was she was literally dressed like Northwest. And no offense, Kanye's Kanye and Kim's offspring probably has a more, as much of a global imprint as like nomin Grammy nominated, highly oh, sought yeah, after musician. I, I will not disagree with you on that. Coming from oh, Kanye's oh, balls God. makes you equitable to a musician who can play eighteen instruments. You know what I think it is for me. I think it's because her is probably um, probably one of the only like. Of these new R and B artists, she is like the only one that I seriously get into. I just her immediately is the king of R and B. She's the king. She of R&B. is. I just yeah. immediately recognize her when she came out. Like damage, she listen. She can play that all, all night for me, and I will never get tired of it. <laughs> damage is probably one of the few R and B songs of this decade that could go toe to toe with a '90s R and B song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And the, the thing I love about her is that she's a perfect example of branding versus talent because when her was a child prodigy and who was doing, you know, American Idols and all these f- reality shows and was marketed as Gabby Wilson, didn't nobody give a fuck about Gabby Wilson. No offense, Gabby. You're amazing. But nobody gave a fuck about a child <laughs> star who didn't make it on the Missy, Mickey Mouse Club and then could play an instrument. The minute she put on them Aaliyah shades and said, well, I'm just hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I am her. <laughs> I am her. <laughs> that mysterious branding Suddenly it went from, oh, you're just another child prodigy to, oh, this is sexy. So mm-hmm. I just love right. how she was able to like repackage that. And, like, y'all gonna get this talent. Right. Yeah. And she is extremely talented. Yeah, Do y'all have a favorite her song? Damage. <laughs> you would like the most sexy, toxic one. It is just. <laughs> and you know what? The first time I heard it wasn't even radio or on the CD. She was um, the musical guest on Saturday Night Live when the song mm-hmm. came out. And I heard her sing. I was just like, "Now who is this?" <laughs> he was I, like, "This is a bop." <laughs> it, bop. It was just everything. I love damage. Speaking of this is a bop, I posted this is a bop on Will Smith's page, and he liked it and sent like a thumbs up. I was like, "Oh, Will Smith." <laughs> which, 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 
Um, to Willow, because I guess Willow, Willow hit like a billion streams or something. And he was like, you know, flexing on his daughter on, on Instagram. And I was like, look at a proud papa just going ahead and responding to all the love for his daughter. I don't know what they, he said about the shade, but it just made me feel like, oh my God, you're such a dad. Like you're such a dad. We've been talking Aww. about you to your face to two years. You haven't responded to nobody. Let somebody right. clap for your baby girl. And it's all smiley faces and shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I love that. And well, speaking of Libras that get a lot of attention. All right, Usher, let's get right into it. Um, that was a show. That was a halftime start, show. I loved it. I always have to do this disclaimer. I usually pride myself on being unbiased. Uh, Usher sexually arouses me. So there will be heavy bias. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> it was just, it was just such a like, just good and put together. And he is a, Usher is a consummate performer. Like, this the roller skate like it was such a good it was like 12 minutes i feel like 12 maybe 13 minutes but it was, it was 13 yeah no it, it was, was 15 yeah he got two extra minutes he got it was 15. 15 yeah because they said he had the longest uh history show, like it ever. didn't feel yeah, like history. it i felt it like, felt like five to seven. Seven. it felt like five to it seven. wasn't long enough it wasn't it long was enough <laughs> it wasn't he hit every and i love you know because again I, I like usher but i know a lot of our people don't love his edm era you know his songs with pitbull and everything he kept all his music so black. He ain't touched none of that EDM stuff. It was just great. I well, think the there only was thing a he petition, did was OMG. And there was a petition for weeks of black people begging him to skip that song. Literally, What's if you go on... OMG? Yeah, there was no. literally a petition OMG? of black people saying, yeah, saying, Usher, you have so many hits and we know it's hard for you to pick. Please don't make us lose a good one that makes us happy for some fucking OMG. And Usher must have seen those. It went viral. It was everywhere. It was a petition. And Usher I saw, lives. I saw ahead, one look. to what you're saying. I saw one where they were like, uh, niggas thinking Usher going to be on that singing. Can you handle it? <laughs> and honestly, I'm not. Those niggas did think that he was going to do a body roll. I didn't think that. I will say, however, Usher sees everything. I know he saw them because it, it went super viral. And he, and he has people telling him when his name goes viral. My thing was, we're begging you not to do OMG because we're scared it's going to take away from a fave. And that's exactly what happened. You think and so? I'm going to read the review. I'm going to read the review because there's a review that I posted that I knew was going to be complimentary, but make people who are sensitive have a reaction because I'm not allowed to say anything, but 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 I want to suck his dick. And so I intentionally put people act like you say uh, anything. You almost got sangria spit all over my screen. <laughs> <laughs> If you say other anything other than Usher is my Lord and Savior, you're going to get like black rage, right? But I knew that people were thinking it, so I posted it. When I tell you the amount of DMs I got from people in the industry who were like, I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it because I love him. So I'm going to read the review because Lutasha hit me up as well. And she was like, bitch, <laughs> I'm going to read it. Mouth. <laughs> my school, I, it, it was very, ain't never squared up on me. I was like, oh, I get it. He's sexy girl. I get it. It's Usher. I get it. I'm not even upset. My Usher scorecard is, and please listen to all the words, because Lutasha focused on the only thing that wasn't about Usher. She's like, watch oh, this. Oh, this is specific review. No, no, this is my review that Lutasha DM me because she wanted to, like, hello, Barbara, this is Shirley. Watch him out. Okay. Okay. So I wrote my scorecard. I give Usher and his 48, 44-plus-year-old knees an A. So see? Usher gets an A, guys, before anybody tells me hate He's mail. A plus. A plus. A town. Okay. Usher gets an A. This is where she gets honest. I give uh the audio a B minus. Um, the first 45 seconds were trash. Um, the first note of Alicia Keys was calling up the ancestors from the pits of hell. I, I thought we didn't get to that part yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the scorecard. 
between the audio glitch in the first minute and Alicia's whatever the fuck that was until we saw her body and got distracted, that is a B minus. I'm sorry, I can't lie to you. I love Usher. He gets an A by himself in a bathroom with no cameras, right? But I cannot look past the wincing I did in those moments. And the fact that we got, ah, and that was it, of Superstar. But two minutes of him rose skating to OMG. It Let is. me finish. He could have done a rendition of Superstar on roller skates that led into OMG. I am so mad that it was half of OMG and the first fucking vocal cord of Superstar. I got blue balls and I give that a C on behalf of my sexual arousement. And so overall, I give the show a B plus. And it's a B plus because of Usher. He's an A, but Alicia's audio, the audio band who fucked up. And the blue balls, I have to consider that. I'm sorry. But you know where the extra credit to bump it back up to A is? What? I, listen, Lil John. Last night, Lil John. Has Lil John been working out? Look, I said, come on now. I ain't Look. never tell my lover and friends that Lil John and Luda about to do it again. That I know like, extra credit like to Lil John that bumped it back up. To, it took no, bump back down to J- JD's socks. So it's back to a B plus. Oh, JD like a little leprechaun up there. <laughs> um, Looking like Orphan Annie is back. I love, I love that they did have you have some, some deaf representation up there. Um, but I think it was so smart because OMG, one thing the Black Eyed Peas did really, really fantastically, they made what was referred to as stadium music. It's that everybody get involved, everybody singing. OMG, it. written by uh, Will I Am, it's Usher's stadium song. I'm not fighting it being in. I'm fighting that it got so much time and I got one gargle of Superstar. If you had just taken 15 it's seconds. Too many, it's too many people, like too many opinions. I like OMG. I didn't know that people had like this horrible yeah. reaction. Oh, you're one of them. I, I thought, oh, you, oh, that's why yeah. you don't understand. You're one of them. Never mind. I know people yes, didn't I love. I completely understand now why you don't understand. Okay, you're see, one of I know them. people don't love uh, tonight. The DJ's got us falling in love again. That one I know people don't love, but... OMG. It, I'm go sorry. on Twitter, guys. You guys are on the wrong. Please go on Twitter. Literally, there's actual petitions of people begging this man not to do this, and he didn't. Well, I'm glad he did it. Usher, thank you for disappointing I'm glad he did them. it, too. Mm-hmm. Right, because I like I like OMG, Usher. Thank you, boo. Guess what I'm going to play when this podcast is over. Don't play it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I got alcohol poisoning in South Beach to OMG. Okay. Oh, oh, oh so see, it's That's personal for you. You got trouble. No, no, no. I, I, I don't get the petition. I'm just saying that I'm not the only one who almost died to OMG. Not, playing in the back. Not OMG Super was Bowl. a dangerous time in Usher's not catalog. Super Bowl is triggering for Blue. <laughs> no, I, I didn't make the petition, but I'm just saying if I have alcohol poisoning, there's probably a lot of people in the mid-2000s who made bad decisions while Oh My God was playing in the background um, in South Beach. But yes, yeah, so like I love the skating, the roller. You know, I'm always when even though Usher he did it all 100 shows of his Vegas residency, I still get so nervous when artists do these things because I'm like, okay, nigga, now you on the biggest platform in the world at the moment. You roller skating when he came through um, Will I Am's legs, I was like, yeah. Woo, okay, get back. Up. Oh, okay, he got him. He got him. <laughs> ever Can since, we, ever since, he's 45 guys. Can we just discuss that? Those are 45 year old knees. Ever since uh, years ago when Beyonce came tumbling down them stairs in Orlando <laughs> and uh, I forgot, I think Sasha Fierce too or something. Why would you I bring get, that up? Now we're going to get, get dragged so, by, the, by the fucking baby. I know. Guys. I get so nervous when any artist does tricks now. I'd be like, please, Lord, just do it. That's <laughs> my, black, my black artist. trying to get down some stairs. <laughs> no, <laughs> trick. She was walking. That was not a trick, Jeffrey. Lay it up. Well, when I say tricks, I mean, she ain't have to have us. You know, she could have came just from backstage <laughs> on the flat ground. No, Beyonce learned because because since then, remember when she propelled backwards on a chair while nine months I pregnant? I get nervous. Every I was at that Renaissance tour. I get nervous for everything. Yeah, that horse was doing too much. Renee the horse? 
Yes. First of all, why they named the, they named the horse Renee after Renaissance? The horse's Renaissance. name is Renee. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, see, this what the people saying B did to Usher. Come on, we still talking about Usher. We didn't jump to Beyonce. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I do think that Usher and Beyonce have for 30 years been interwoven quite beautifully and complimentary in each other's careers, doing songs together, doing Grammy uh, uh, performances together. Like, they have such a beautiful camaraderie that I do think, getting into it, let's get into it, that is so short-sighted to pit them against each other when they're family. It's like yeah. saying, oh, my God, Blue, why'd you invite your friends on the show? Because it's my family and it's more fun with family. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're being a little dis intellectually dishonest, acting like we don't understand why after 30 years of being dragged, you wouldn't be extra excited to have your big brother share a, a night with you. Yeah, I think that it was I'm glad that he did not have Beyonce come on stage with him because Beyonce is such a fucking global. She's Beyonce. I really think that even if she just did a walkout for Bad Girl, like people were hoping or if she would have did the My Boo, it would have overtaken Usher. It would have overshadowed Usher. And so I'm actually glad that she was, you know, up, up there looking good. and watching her Aquafina, her special bottle. Enjoying the show just like we were. And so it made it still all about Usher and Alicia's exactly. bad note. Alicia's bad <laughs> key. The NFL tried to facetune the bad note on their official website and Black Twitter was like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, 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 we heard it. <laughs> we already we heard it. I was sitting here and I saw the big red. So I was like, ooh, drama. I look, now listen, anytime you give me drama, give me drama. So I was like, you know. okay. Um... I did not, not a part, you know, where he could have actually added more of a um, superstar in. She did not have to sing um, If I Ain't Got You. They could have just went straight into my boo. I think. I agree. Cho yeah. Choices were made. I'm going to be honest. Again, Usher is an A. Yes. I'm sorry. Nobody is fine enough for me to say that the production wasn't a B as far as everybody outside of Usher. I think yeah. whoever was in charge of designating how that 15 minutes was spent uh Alicia's vocal coach and or her tea and lozenge supplier um whoever was in charge <laughs> of helping uh JD with his sock purchases there were so many things that failed him he was an A but the audio and and moments where bigger wins could have happened are a B and the funny thing is ever since I made that post people are getting braver about admitting that which is a tricky thing when you adore somebody but also want to tell the truth yeah, yeah, I yeah, I didn't understand why Alicia needed to sing one of her songs. And also, what happened? Because in 2000, when Alicia came out, baby, that diary, uh, what was it called? Diary in A minor, or, or not diary, diary is the second album, uh, Songs in A minor. That's the first yeah. one. Like, we stand and love Alicia Keys, even going I had into a crush diary. On her. I actually had a crush on Alicia Keys. Even yeah. going into diary, and I think probably her first three to four hours were great. But at what point did we start saying, girl, get off the mic? <laughs> When, the, when she said somebody was on fire, oh, that was the moment where she lost me. The minute that she set that bitch on fire, I was, I was out. Vocally. I feel like she's always kind of been a bad singer, but it's just like, Damn. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. And I'm like, I think that maybe her mic wasn't always on. And she was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop wearing makeup. I'm going to turn this mic on. And it just hasn't been. I feel like people like, did. One, uh, Blue Back to put a girl on fire. Vocally. Ooh, Alicia will mm. but I actually trying. I like I like the song. Maybe it's the message in the song. I don't know. When I hear She's it, a sweet I, girl. I genuinely like it. But I feel like Alicia Keys kind of gets that candy treatment. Like yep. back in the 90s when Escape was hot. Ain't nobody say nothing about oh candy, can't sing candy, this and that. But now fast forward, we all like girl. 
Stick stick to the pen. <laughs> we always thought that Candy was the fun one, but the big one could sing. That's what people used to say. Oh, the big one's yes. the actual singer, but Candy it was the yes. fun one. It was always, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Latasha. I'm Latasha. Like, but we didn't call Latasha her Latasha back then. We literally called her the big one, y'all. The, the 90s were mean. Right. The 90s were mean. What's nobody the, calling yeah. her Latasha? Song. Candy just, it, it, but nobody, yeah, even though we said, yeah, the big one had the better voice, nobody ever just said, oh, Candy can't sing. But now, fast forward, her and Alicia Keys, we like, how do, how I also blame that? Keith Sweat. I blame Keith Sweat. I think Keith Sweat confused us because he, I'm on a bling. Yeah. At that point, we were listening to all types of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Sweat set the bar so low so that the candies <laughs> and the leashes of the world could, could you run. You got it. You got you got it with that one. Yeah. So An accountant from the Midwest. Was he from the Midwest? An accountant at 40 years old was like, I want to be a singer. Fuck if I can sing. And he convinced all of us <laughs> to let him prune us through the 90s. And that's so, why we didn't know Candy couldn't sing. We put Keith, Alicia, and Candy all in a little group. The House of <laughs> they, Keith. I call it the House of Keith. They gave us hits. But we don't want to hear y'all today. I don't want to play The fact that I could see all of Keith, Keith Sweat's catalog with a cold should have told you something was wrong. But, child, Keith was tricking us back in the day, but it was it was, it was hot. It, I mean, here's the thing. The writing was so good. That's the thing about the 90s. When the writing is that good and the beats and the melodies and the arrangements are, are so masterful, yeah. you actually have space for singers to phone it in sometimes. Yeah. But and now we're making Alicia TikTok was, music. She was, she was writing all her music. She, she was playing yeah. a little piano. Playing, she yeah. was doing all the little stuff. And then we wasn't listening to her singing. And we saw she was this really, really high, high yellow light-skinned girl. But the fact that she wanted to identify as black, we was like, we got you, girl. We got you. And sis. she had cornrows. So now all of a sudden, yeah, all the studs. <laughs> Let me tell you, I did it so many studs that looked like Alicia Keys when I was in my, my 20s. Because that was a thing. All the biracial and light-skinned studs were wearing uh, the, the, the cornrows. Like, Charlotte, um, like Alicia. What's the girl from the 90s? She had that one song, uh, God sent me an angel yes! from the heavens A little above. Spanish stuff. Yes. I can't even think of her name. <laughs> You know, I love a one-hit wonder. I love yeah, a one-hit wonder. The, the gays love a one-hit wonder. There's actually a thread that's going, again, viral on Twitter. So gays, you're a special kind of gay. If there's you're an obscure one-hit wonder that you love and listen to every day. And I'm going, I've been scrolling through it. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I almost said, I'm like, Jeffrey, these are your people. I literally almost said it to the group chat. Jeffrey, th- these obscure gays, these are your people. It Because I got so many. I'm looking at all of them and I got so many more I want to add in there. Uh... Can I say to the, to, to the, the gay community, it's particularly gay um, black and brown men, you guys, when it comes to female artists, single-handedly keep us from jumping out of windows. We keep If nobody else alive. loves you, a black and or Latino gay man will make you feel like you're that bitch let me when it comes you, to music. A black pride parade, you're going to get Maya, you're going to mm-hmm. get Michelle, you're going to mm-hmm. get Lil Mo, you're going to get Angie Martinez. <laughs> Look, we go thinking her one verse from Ladies Night. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only one that we might now exclude. Oh Jesus, I'm sorry. Harry Hilson. Fight... No, I used to fight for her so so hard. Hmm. Tanache. <laughs> nah, she gotta go, bitch. She gotta go. Tanache did a, a, a tiny uh, desk, and I was like, I thought this was supposed to be good. Her uh, tiny desk was, was such trash. Time? It was it 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 was basura. It was it was. It was... Oh, well, I thought you saw the clip. We had uh, a clip of one of our. I think um... I saw the clip. Oh, I, and I, I was fight. confused. I, I was confused fight. by Tanache because it wasn't bad or good. It was like, why'd you come? Yeah. It, it, it was bad. Here? It was okay. Well, you know yeah, what? I'm trying to be nice. Not, the not bad part was the uh, production, the background singers. You mean everything camera. that she had nothing to do with? She, I mean, the actual kind of desk brand. Her glam, her glam. She was beautiful. Okay. The not good was what was coming out of her mouth. 
Well, for me, bad is the first note of Alicia Keys at the Super Bowl. From moving forward, that will be what I call bad, right? So it wasn't bad as that first note of Alicia last night. Ooh, that was so It bad. was incredibly subpar, like, why are you here? And she was trying to hype me like, yeah. Y'all hear that? We're like, yeah, we heard it. It was, <laughs> it was Listen, the thing, you, when you are on that stage, you have to act like nothing is wrong. You just got to keep going. So she... But she overacted... Almost like Sweetie and that award show when she couldn't read and she was like struggling. <laughs> I know that's right. I'm like, girl, you can't read. No, you can't read. Now we. It, all it was great. Everybody in USC. I know that's right. When you try to overact and you're super bad, it actually makes it more cringe. But she looks good. Oh she does look good. She's cute. Cute as a button. Yeah. She looks like I wouldn't recognize her off the street from any other girl in LA wearing flip flops and a sweat sweatshirt. Tinashe. Yeah. I feel that way about another artist, but I'm not gonna speak about her. You mean an artist who's Grammy award winning artist who you're not, not, not gonna talk shit about on this stage? I was just saying, I ain't gonna speak about because I don't okay. want to jump. Because Jeffrey Jeffrey Love, Jeffrey's love, the, no, love the music Jeffrey, down. Love the music down. Jeffrey stay on the wrong t- side of history when certain topics. I'm trying to protect him more on the show. Love the music Ooh. down. But Will, you, you want us to say it and get him jumped? Yes. Okay. Let's go for it. You ain't gonna hear it out of Jeffrey, my mouth. You ain't gonna hear it out of my mouth. Jeffrey thinks that Tanache is more noticeable on the street than a Victoria Monet. Yeah, I ain't gonna hear that out of my mouth. That came out of really? Bluetooth's mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. I tell you, the one thing I love about Jeffrey is Jeffrey will stand strong or something and be proven wrong and still smile. Like, well, you I know, just, I, I did my best. Because since we're here now, I here's the thing, because I used to listen to Victoria. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of people say, oh, the artist, you know, I listened to them before she was um, uh, Billboard popular, before she was, you know, all of that and getting the Grammys and the accolades, which she deserved. I always thought she was a Long great artist. Mm-hmm. My issue is, and I went back to even looking, if you go on Spotify or whatever your streaming app is and look at her different album covers, I was always like, I don't know what this girl looks like. Like, for real, for real. Like, if she was standing in front of me, Natasha, your square, could you could be Victoria Monet. Okay, now Jeffrey, you're being flagrant now. Okay, but no, I'm serious. Like even at the Grammys, I was like, "Wait, this ain't the girl that I thought I." I she's a beautiful girl, like absolutely beautiful. I just can never look at something and be like that's Victoria Monet until she's singing her song. She has a, what, what I call, according to Jeffrey, I don't agree with this, but he's saying what I call emoji face. There are some people whose faces are pleasant but almost like nondescript, and so if you put a, a wig on them, you can't recognize them anymore. She literally looks like I used to think I had emoji woman. face because a lot of people think I look like they like a cousin or, or a sister. Like people always think I'm somebody I'm not. So I think I might have a little bit of emoji face. She looks like a beautiful when that description. Oh, Lutasha, remember how our friend James, James Bland, tall, fine ass James Bland. Mm-hmm. When you type in Google handsome black man, James has this headshot. <laughs> And I don't even know if it's still there, but it was always it was always handsome black man that just generic description. James Bland would pop up. She looks like that nondescript, beautiful mm. black woman. Victoria Monet's face is going to pop up. And I just would listen. Victoria, I would recognize you in a heartbeat and I love you. And the views of Jeffrey uh, Smith Jr. are the views only of Jeffrey Smith Jr. I still, I stream the music. I think that the Grammys were very well deserved. Uh-huh. I love walking the music. I, listen, friend. I, I ain't walking back. I've always said I love her music. I listened to her music before she got it. not about her music. We're talking about her face. So you can keep on She's moving the goalposts. And every time I see her, I'm like, oh, this is a cute girl. Somebody does be turning I'm like, damn, okay. But I'm, I've never said anything bad. I've always of- said. She's beautiful. I kind of get Jeffrey's point. Like, okay, I let's kinda, all walk it back before everybody on the show gets canceled. All right, let's get back to Beyonce. Okay, after 
Usher and his 45-year-old niece did things that defy physics, gravity, and age. And after the internet made peace with There's the a fact- a lot of gay men with 45-year-old knees that's defying gravity and age with their knees. I'm sorry, that was beside oh, the point. Wow, Jeffrey said the, the, the girls <laughs> have Usher knees too, okay? Shout out to the, the gay community and their strong Teflon knees. <laughs> it's called conditioning. Um, after that happened, and then also the tremors of people freaking out, finding out that he had been dating that white presenting Latina who he's been with for the past five years. A lot of people, I, I knew- I thought everybody else knew. Apparently, they didn't know that he was with this woman. I've known for like a year or two. Not five years, but I've known for like no, a year or two he was dating. Like, it's been like since 2019. They have yeah. two children. You can't have two kids in a year. Tell us people that thought he was still married to Tamika Foster. He likes <laughs> he likes a mature-faced woman. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm, I'm a woman of a certain yeah. age, and I'm banking on baby ushers coming looking for me, so I'm not talking shit. I'm looking for my faced woman. <laughs> mm -hmm. A woman who looks like she's seen life and, and stared it down in the face. And she, I mean, she looks like she could take a punch. She looks. Oh wow, <laughs> Lulu! Oh my God, wow, Lulu! Is it, no, is it, you know it, what I mean. Is it wow. <laughs> okay, Lulu. Nobody said that. Have you ever said Lulu's been quietly violent this episode? <laughs> Ooh, wow. No, okay, again, the thoughts of Latasha Bradley are the thoughts of Latasha Bradley alone. <laughs> what is going on? I thought I was going to be the problematic one this episode. Okay, <laughs> so Usher likes an age-appropriate woman, okay? So I know some of you are upset that she's not Black, and we can also give credit that he's not chasing young girls like Leonardo DiCaprio, that he likes a, an equal, you know what I mean? Like, you got to pick your battle, child. It's either going to be a child or a white woman. So at least he picked an adult. That's how I feel about it. Mm. And also, he dates a lot of black women. So it's not like he's anti-us. He's just pro-everybody. Yeah. You know who I would I love to see Usher's girlfriend be potentially white? I actually would love to see them forever and go with me here. Uh-oh. No. I actually think that Usher and Lori Harvey would be a great oh, combo. Sure. She's, she's young enough to be his daughter. He's How old is Lori Harvey? How old like is 25. She? And, she, and he's 45. I thought she was like 27. Okay, that's still at 19. He could have had a baby child. I thought she was 30. Huh? Uh, no, she's not 30. Honey. I know she's not 30 exactly. Yeah, Luke, let us she, know she's, she no, she's nowhere past her mid-30s because she was only 23 a couple years ago when she was in. I wouldn't. I would not look at them as being creepy. She's 27. No, no, I'm talking about his type. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about his type. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get he that, does but... not date anybody who's not either his age or older. I would love it if he... if. If by some crazy chance that that was Usher's girl to may be made wife, I think that would be great. I like knowing I have a chance, so I'm not even gonna hold you. <laughs> <laughs> I like knowing an old bitch with new tricks might be able to pull Usher. I don't care if she white Latina, black Ooh. Latina, oil como vacuum, I'll take it. Shit, See? I'm telling you, <laughs> my love for Usher runs deep. He gets extra grace. He's probably the reason my love life is fucked up. I keep on dating Libras just like him. Um, yeah, th this is a bias because we still I know we can jump into Beyonce. I'm sorry, still about Usher. That was a small period where we kind of like let Usher go. Like we didn't, no, we weren't paying attention to Usher. Like no, I he was, was sleeping. Like, the man was tired. He was sleeping. Mm -hmm. He's been putting out music. He's consistently <laughs> been putting out music and doing things. And now since his residency, of course, you know we all about him. But it was a good couple of years period where Usher was consistently putting out music, good music. Mm -hmm. But we weren't like. 
crazy well, about that shit. Well, the thing is, when his son passed, there was a, a lull because he was mm. mourning. So he was, his son passed away. Him and his wife got a divorce. You know, a lot of times a parent loses a child in a really tragic way. Yeah. He can create a fracture in the relationship. Um, she still has deep respect for him. All his exes still have deep oh, respect yeah, for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of exes, it's unfortunate, but, you know, Chili, who's in love with Matthew Lawrence right now, had the uh, perturbing uh, decision to make of shouting out her boyfriend on his birthday. Uh, it just also happened to be Super Bowl Sunday, and they dragged her for filth. Like, you um, can't wait till tomorrow to tell this white nigga uh, happy birthday. His birthday, his birthday ain't tomorrow. That's your day, bitch. Read but his birthday ain't tomorrow. She did it super early. She did it really early yeah, to get it out of the way. I looked it up. It was, it was the actual birthday that she posted it. It was his yeah, actual birthday. It was his actual birthday. So it's like, okay, if I was Matthew Lawrence, because, you know, the, the Lawrence brothers have always been also invited to the cookout. I believe they're unproblematic. They're, they're, they haven't been caught being a Justin Timberlake, but they were Justin adjacent. They were Justin adjacent. Like yes. uh, Joey, Matthew, and, and the Annie. little one. Annie, yeah, the little, the the little baby one. one. They've always just been some, they've been some cool white people. I would hang out with the Lawrence brothers, but it's that man's birthday. Honestly, I would have felt the way had Chili either posted it the day before or had she posted it the day after. If I, I should do the Super Bowl, I think everybody understands why you're not getting a birthday shout out. Fuck that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'm sorry. As, as yeah. her man, as her man. Oh, okay. Lutasha and Lutalusma, if your man, your partner, waited until the day after to happy birthday you on a social media If he's platform. fucking Beyonce and she's doing the Super Bowl, I completely understand. <laughs> okay. <He's not> <laughs> if my he man had previously dated Beyonce and Beyonce was going to be levitating from the top of a stage, I would understand why we're going to talk about me tomorrow, actually. Uh-uh. I would actually uh-uh. understand. Because Usher yeah. and Beyonce are neck and neck as far as fandom and complete fervor no so I'm, I'm, I, I'm not mad at her for doing it but if I, I don't think i don't think he would mind i think it was more for her i think she was defiantly saying i've moved on it's this nigga's birthday i'm gonna wish him a happy birthday i think it was more for her for, him, for her than for him i feel like she's just minding her damn business and she was like today is my man's birthday and i'm supposed i know usher is doing his thing too but like my life like, not, little, I, I agree with you, but that like be a little mean. And being mean bitches have long memories. <laughs> here's the, but here's the fuck, here's the fucked up part in it all. Why you say she mean? <laughs> she had a reality show when she was dating. She she a little mean. Oh yeah, I remember that show. I can, but, I can see why she took her a while to find a man. She a little mean. Here's the the fucked up part of it all is the coincidence of it all. Anytime in the how many years has it been since Confessions came out? Twenty plus years, or is it twenty years exactly? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around 20 years, anytime that song is played or heard, you automatically think Usher and Chili. We automatically think Usher and Chili. It is truly fucked up in the coincidence lane that the Datus man is on the largest platform in the world. And you know, yeah. when he sings Confession, we think about Chili. The biggest night of his coincidentally, career. Coincidentally, it is her man's birthday. And he's not and, as fine or famous. And, and, he, and, and that, that's a thing. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that is a thing. It's not even that. It's just for she could have been dating anybody. She could have been dating. Give me somebody who is handsome. No, if she was dating Idris, we'd be like, "Fuck yeah, bitch, you did that." You had Usher now, and you have Idris. Like, no. But at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, it's almost the thing of her having to post on a date. Usher's gonna be up there, and people still thinking like, "Oh, is she really over it? Oh, she doing that because oh, you know, it's gonna be a thing." Yeah, I'm like, she lost either way. It was like her own business. Yeah, she got to lose lose either way. And just for the day, his that his birthday fell, and the day the Super Bowl was, it was kind of lose lose for her. If I don't say something. Y'all gonna be seeing me single because he gonna be mad because he don't think I feel a ways. And I, I do say something, are. y'all hate me and think, uh, I'm trying, you know, whatever, whatever. So it was lose lose for her, but I'm glad she did. 
I think because of the way Chili moved after the breakup, she painted herself as a pathetic character. As somebody who watched her all, two seasons of her reality, dating reality show, saw the bitter, really perfectionistic, unkind way that she judges men. Um, she's just, she's not a soft, um, supple, likable character. And so I honestly think if Chili had been someone who was fun and personable and likable, we would have been sympathetic to her. But like, you go, girl. I could actually see a version of Chili that was likable that we would have been like, you know what, girl? You, you better put a little shout out to your little man. We happy you found somebody. But well, I think I because she comes off so stern and uh, unappealing when it comes to romance, a lot of people when they watched it were on her side and like, oh, she's a dirty dick. Back then, it's, we were all on her side. People saw the reality show. We're like, oh, I know why he cheated on you now. Ooh. However, in public sentiment, from the stories towards her, like so, even though Usher might have done her dirty X, Y, and Z, she did herself no favors. When we saw that the real her wasn't very kind and lovely, and we're like, yeah, we can see, we can see from why the stories why that I hear from you ladies, um, Latasha, back when she was a single lady, the way that I hear that these Negroes are, I feel like Chili was justified in the way she treated the men on that show. Being justified doesn't make you attractive. Like- yeah, I think that sometimes okay. a lot of, especially the older you get and the more crap that you put up, a lot of women do become bag ladies and you have to actively not. Like that's part of your own personal growth and you yep. do it for yourself. You don't do it like to for, to even forgive the dudes. Like you do it just to, to keep yourself light. So like as Lou said, you can't attract something, you know, that that you want that will make you happy. But if you walk around with, with all your bags of, of all the shit that happened to you in your life, you just gonna be miserable. That's how people die from heart, heart attacks. Heart attacks. Oh shit! No, but it, I, I mean, Lulu, you're right because remember we talked about it's this true. earlier. It, it, no, it is true. It is true. We, we talked about um, what you call it, operating from a place of wetness. She was not operating from a place of wetness. She was operating from a place of dryness. <laughs> Jeffrey, are you okay? I love it when Jeff laughs like that. <laughs> Jeffrey, are you okay? I'm concerned. It's Latasha. Stop, stop picking violence today, Latasha. Be kind. I mean, she did say the lady gonna die from a dry coochie, but I was trying to push past it and Jeffrey couldn't. No, I, I honestly, I'm, I will say this, this, I don't want this to sound uh, inflammatory. Watching Chili's reality show gave me a blueprint of how not to be AJ and dating. Damn. Yeah, when I saw her, I, I was like, watch it. What platform is on? <laughs> it was on. It was on. V, it, was, it was on VH1. I think one or two seasons. Mm. And it was one of those like, things. We can't like, help you, girl. Yeah, she was like, ooh. She, she, she was like, ooh. Uh, you eat carbs. You have a fat stomach. Next, like it was. I mean, like, look at her. <laughs> it was Rizonda, very Rosanda, as we can see, at fifty. I think this year she's fifty-four, five, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, or maybe she might just turn fifty. I'm sorry if I'm overaging her, but. Rosanda still looks like what about your friend? No, she like, looks amazing, but it's ugly on the inside. Beyonce is a bad bitch and she doesn't talk crazy to nobody about how they look. Being a bad bitch who talks crazy actually makes you look less of a bad bitch. I'm sorry, it does. Because it's like, wow, you, you're winning and you still can't show grace. You're a sore, I, I just think winner. it's a thing of, of being smarter. Beyonce thinks the same shit. She just knows she can't say it out loud as opposed to like chilling. But that's still shit. compassion though. Looking somebody in the face and breaking them down with cameras in front of them when they're trying to date you. Oh, you yeah. Have you seen those clips of the balloon popping dating things? No, what, are you, what are you talking about? Natasha, you know what I'm talking about. Make sure girls. you explain it for the audience, for those who don't know. Love. There is this show. Um, I think it might be based in New Jersey or maybe the contestant okay. that I watched was Jersey, but we have, um, it's in one of my other group chats where we be sending them. I've always seen a uh, majority of the time it's women lined up. It's a dating show 
and you pop the balloon if you're not interested in the guy. So the, the host Look it up, bring, what's it called? I will send you the clip. The host will bring the guy out. Baby, the balloons start pop, 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 popping. And then they have to explain why. <laughs> One girl, she was like, uh, well, I don't know because his watch don't work. Mama spotted <gasps> that his watch don't work. And even though it was a nice brand watch, she was like, yeah, but it, it doesn't work. Um, that's chilly that's chilly dating and then they're doing it. that for two seasons i have seen a reverse uh, with one girl where the girl came out and the guys they were there they just it's shady it is funny but i will say that is also <laughs> one where you got you have to have a strong a strong backbone because these girls and guys they be reading you down and the host just be standing be there funny with, looking they all be funny looking the host is <laughs> standing with her mic they're, they're intentionally casting funny looking people no funny looking i think one of them uh one of the guys is definitely handsome and the girl she was cute i mean if people jeffrey, want to come jeffrey, at jeffrey the girl the, is not cute jeffrey, people, no, I think shallow come person. At her if you have to if you have to think that hard they're not attractive um it's I been, say, no it's been so many clips that's it's so many i will say number one look it up so you can shout it out to the audience because they don't care about me sending you a link you have to Where's make sure phone? that they can hear you with the name of the show i feel like they might know let's see uh, tell them the name i will also yeah, I would say this. Also, look up the button, which is a show um, that's put on YouTube where two people sit across from each other, and it's a big red button. Oh, I see and, that. And too. the button, right? You can be talking for twenty minutes. The button lights up, and when it lights up, if you think somebody's ugly, you have to press the button for them to go away. One guy pressed the button recently. Jeffrey, wait for me to, to finish this before you land the plane. One person pushed the button recently, and when he pushed it, they said, "Why did you push the button on her?" And he said, "Because she's not attractive. Sure. Now I'm not attracted to her. She's not an attractive person. Why would you send her out here?" And I was like, <laughs> emotional damage. He's they're like, is it because of her wigs? They're like, no, fuck the wig, she's ugly. So shows <laughs> like they got nothing to do with the bitch's wig, it's her face. So. And so I need you to somebody And when she and have you ever been dragged so effortlessly you gasped? She inhaled. She was like, <gasps> and she just got up and left. She didn't say, <laughs> she's like, nigga, you just told me my face has no redeeming qualities. What, what do I say to this? That is Sorry so to the funny. Man. Um, so the show is literally called Pop the Balloon or Find Love. If you go on YouTube, it's called Pop the Balloon. It's Pop the balloon. Yeah. So guys, Pop the Balloon or Find Love. And then they have the guy's version, which is called Based Off Vibes, Reject with Balloons. So it's too, too much. That's too much. You should have just kept popping balloons. I'm going to send you a clip. You are going to be... It's, <laughs> You are going to we leave. have to pivot from Pop the Balloons because we have to get to Beyonce. But if you type in Pop the okay. Balloons, it'll, okay, just, but Jeff, it'll yeah. come up. It'll come People up. who were looking at the thing are, are not going to give a fuck about this balloon, but thank you for talking about emotional damage reality show. <laughs> uh, so Lulu is going to watch uh, Chili looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, Jeffrey's going to watch The Button, and I'm going to watch Pop the Balloon. Wait, what's um, The Button? <laughs> oh, you missed that. I was trying to tell you the show called The Button where you stand in front of somebody, and when the button lights up, if you think they're ugly, you press it so they can leave. Oh. But you're racing to see who presses the button first. I could never be a dater it's face on that face. show. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't hurt anybody's feelings like that. I could. Oh, so you just you would just lie and keep on letting an ugly person talk to you? I, I'm not signing up. <laughs> so oh. I'm not doing it. I'm no. That's why I don't do dating. Like I've been asked to do at this point three different dating type reality shows. I no. I refuse. Natasha, no. I'm too. Mm-mm. I think you'd be great on a dating show with if your homegirls were allowed to come with you. 
Okay, yes. If I would me do that. and Lulu were allowed to come with you, you'd be I excellent. would love that. That would be so fun. I would do that. However, what the cameras would catch when the three of us are in our cohort talking. That's the show. Would be the best that's, part, right? That's the best part. Anybody care, care about the fucking niggas outside? They, they want to, in fact, you know what? I think on tour, we're going to do, uh, if you don't have a boyfriend by then, which is probable the way you move a child, we're going to be doing a, Jeffrey, you, you act like you don't want one. You could get one tomorrow if you really wanted you one. You do act like you don't want one. You do be acting like it. But if Jeffrey is still single and there's nobody who would shank us for doing this, we're going to do a, a, a date Jeffrey segment on the live show in October. We should. That would be and so Lulu, fun. you and I, without talking to him, secrets, we'll start scouting out who we want to be the bachelors. I love Ooh, it. I feel like y'all gonna try to be funny. Ooh, no, y'all gonna try to no, be funny. No, we actually want you. We want to come to your we're, wedding. We're not trying to help. Right. Uh, we want uh, you to have somebody. <laughs> Please. Okay. All right. So speaking of having somebody, Beyonce got everybody in a tizzy. Um, because after the Super Bowl uh halftime show, where most of us were like, well, now we're just leaving the TV on while we go and get other snacks. And suddenly we heard the voice of Beyonce. And we thought it was just her song until we realized she was doing a Verizon commercial in the commercial. Um, she does this funny thing about how with Verizon, you can't break the, Beyonce breaks the internet, but Verizon's service is so impeccable. You can't break the internet, even if you're Beyonce. This you can't break the 5G. You can't break the 5G. This is not an ad, guys, but clearly we're good at doing ads. <laughs> at the very fucking end, where I stopped listening, but the gays did not. She said, uh, drop the music, right? That one sentence sent all, when I tell you, I literally heard the buzzing outside my window. Like, what's happening? I go on Twitter and everybody's like, what she say now? Somebody play that back. They're like, oh my God, people started freaking out. I said to myself, well, that's exciting. But no, maybe she's just playing with us. I said, guys, you know she likes to play with us, but let's keep an eye out for the next 24 hours. But 24 hours, 16 seconds later, two fucking singles, a, a visualizer, a commercial, and a trailer all dropped. I don't know who was working on the <laughs> buttons, but clearly it was timed, right? And we were all confirmed what we had been hearing for months that, well, I don't know people who live outside of LA you should be hearing it for months, but those of us who live in LA and who have friends in the industry had been hearing for months that Beyonce's part two was going to be a country album. So even though we knew, knowing and having her drop are two very different things, you know what I mean? So now the announcement comes, everything, everybody's in a tizzy. Um, I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Now I have to figure out how to buy assless chaps that are still, you know, flattering to my figure. And <laughs> in the midst of all that, suddenly they becomes the haters. Beyonce is such a shady ass bitch. How dare you steal Usher's moment, ho? You couldn't have waited till next week. This is his moment. He just finished singing. And, 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 and suddenly the conversation went from yay Beyonce to yay Beyonce and also bitch die. Mm. And that was so short-sighted to me because like we talked about earlier, I'm not sure if we were taping, we were talking about this before the show officially started. For those of you who do not know history, number one, I did a whole breakdown of this um, on a live that's going to be on YouTube the day before the show episode comes out. But for those who have not watched it, Beyonce and Usher met each other when she was 12 years old in a, in a group called The Dolls. Fra Frank Gaskin, I think his name is. He's a vocal coach. Frank Gatson. Gatson, there we go. I always get his name wrong because of all the T's and the S's in the middle. He said to Usher, you're a teenager. These are little girls. Can you please ba like watch them and look out for them? So he literally was babysitting her when she was 12 and he was about 15, 16. She was a little sister to him. And he, she, he told Frank, and he said this in interviews recently, I told Frank there's something special about that one. And when I ended up being right, I was so proud of her. They have such a loving relationship where they refer to each other as brother and sister. Lulu, you talk about your family, how much you love them all the time. If you were dating a rich nigga, 
who had the ear of the NFL. And you were able to put your brother on on a night that you were about to do some fly shit anyways. Does that make you a shady bitch? No, I don't think it was shady at all. Like, I feel like everybody is always trying to make everything a competition. Like, exactly. it was it was a big moment for Usher. And all, you she knew all these people who are Usher fans, who are most likely also Beyonce fans, were going to be watching this. So after he does his amazing show, I can also plug my um my single. And mm-hmm. even not to mention, Beyonce don't really need publicity. She she could have done it on a random Tuesday night, and it, it still would have been like went fucking crazy. Did. She so has it's in just the past. like she, she's done it before. So I'm like, I don't think it was like a competition thing. Or yeah, I'm about to show up. Usher, she was like, hey, you know what? Taylor Swift got a lot of publicity. How about we blacken this NFL thing up a little bit? <laughs> How about that? Why don't I, you think I love, about I that? that? Why don't you think about, about the Taylor Swift of it all? Because Taylor Swift got as much publicity for not doing shit but sitting in the sand. Yeah, I so think. I'm like, why don't why can't it be a competition against Taylor Swift? <laughs> Ooh, okay, Lulu. okay, Jeffrey, what's wrong with Lulu? She was vibing. I You know, I definitely thought it was a reach. That whole oh Beyonce versus Usher thing. I thought it was a reach. I was yeah. actually I had a small piece of disappointment in the the Beyonce of of it all because at the end of the commercial where she's like uh drop the music. I actually think the completed album and everything should have been, you know, bam, dropped. I think that would have been better because then to do that, it didn't even immediately hit online when the, I think they wanted to time it for when the commercial ends. It didn't even immediately hit online like that. And then she had the links um, in her um, bio or whatever. You had the links. The Spotify links were not working. The song was not uploaded on the Spotify, but she had it there like we was going to be able to listen to it. And now you gotta wait till the end of March to get the I, I'm assuming the whole album because it says 329. 329 might be a video, 329 might be something else. I'm gonna that's, assume that's called anticipation. She's probably gonna make more money because she's making us wait, child. Oh, Beyonce yeah. gonna continue to make money, own yeah. money, own money, own money. Um, but also the country thing, I feel like in certain circles, in certain circles, the gays, that has been something that has been kind of whispered about coming since Daddy's lessons, which was Dave That's what spawned this, I mean, was the fact that they wouldn't acknowledge love, but, um, Daddy, Daddy's issues or whatever. They wouldn't acknowledge that as a country song. Yeah. Around the same time that they wouldn't acknowledge um, a I think Little that was Nas lemonade. X. Was it Lemonade? Yeah, it was Lemonade. And also right afterwards, Little Nas X had the same issue. And there was a lot, a lot of conversations from the three or four country artists who are even recognizable, who were saying, we've been fighting this for a while. And honestly, the thing that I talked about in the video breakdown about this was I don't think people fully understand what's happening if you pan out. Fuck Usher versus Beyonce and pitting her against her brother in arms. That's stupid. The real conversation that I think is much more powerful to have is when Taylor Swift had that moment with Kanye, that was the exact moment she became America's sweetheart. Because Americans seeing a a drunk nigga off his meds, get on the (laughs) stage like King Kong and manhandle in their eyes this white princess of country music while defending a black woman. So not only are you talking bad about a white girl, you're doing it for a black bitch. This country is not built for black men to openly defend us in that way. The last time it happened was Will Smith, right? Anytime that happens where we're being defended by our men, it's already off-putting. If it's all black people, it's 10 times more unforgivable if it's, if it's in um, deference to or making fun of a white woman, right? 
that moment was a very pivotal moment because even though Kanye was the one showing his ass, we immediately knew Beyonce was going to be the one paying for it the same way Jada's the one who paid for Will's actions, right? So mm -hmm. she became America's sweetheart. And it also became a moment where I think a lot of folks, when they have to choose for the Academy between Taylor and Beyonce, immediately found themselves harboring bias and said, well, Beyonce wins so much, we'll make sure at least Taylor always gets album of the year. It did create a spark of something nasty. When she, a Texas fried girl, Who's, who's covered in Texas Pete? Like, Beyonce could not be any more fucking country. No matter how rich she gets, that bitch is country and she's proud of it, right? When she came out with that okay. one country song about the pain of how she watched her father treat her mother and it created how she allowed herself to be treated by men herself, which is a classic country music archetype. Like, that's a classic theme in country music. So this girl is getting back to her roots, paying homage to her pain while singing a, a song that is actually steeped in where she's from. And the Academy would not acknowledge it as country music. I think that started a spark in her. She was like, look at this. Mm -hmm. Black music and American music are synonymous. All American music started off as black music. Y'all took yeah. dance from us, even though the gays started it in the pier, Paris is burning, the house of, of Ninja. Y'all took it from the gays and gave it to Madonna and called it Vogue, right? You took dance from us. You took country But Madonna always, I will say to that, and Madonna, she even in the video, Madonna always had Willie Ninja front and she center. She had Willie Ninja, always... but she didn't acknowledge the movement that created it. She had him as a, a, a contributor, not as an architect. And there's a big difference in that. So we, we talked about how she plucked one token, which is a lot of white people did back in the day. They plucked one token from the authentic without crediting the actual source. She later apologized and acknowledged the source, but didn't nobody in the 80s and 90s know that Willie Ninja wasn't just helping out. This was actually his shit. They thought he was just helping yeah. her. They didn't know it was his shit. So taking my shit and then letting me help you take my shit, kind of problematic. So they took all this shit in the black gaze when it comes to the, the, the house music that still stays in New Jersey, still stays in D.C., they took country music from us way before that to the point where whenever somebody hears America, they think of cowboys and country music and whiteness. They don't think of niggas when they think of country music, even though it's our fucking shit because the fucking slaves, enslaved Africans who built this country, they were doing this music as a way to like work through their pain. You took the music of our pain and you gave it to, the, to our oppressors. That's country music. Then they took rock and roll, right? Because when the Rolling Stones, the lead man of the Rolling Stones talks about where he gets his stuff from, guess who he admitted he stole all his moves from? Tina fucking Turner. I can see we're a rock and roll band. So there's three genres yeah. of music that are not considered white that were our shit that you didn't just take from us. We're now excluded from our own shit. So for the fact that Beyonce said, I'm going to take the three forms of music. Fuck that one song. I'm going to take the three types of music that y'all stole from my people and give it back. I'm going to spoon feed our music back to us. That shit is fucking brilliant. It's bigger than country if you like country or not. It's bigger than if you like rock and roll or not. It's bigger than if you like house music and dance music or not. She's literally said, y'all want to play in my face? I'm going to burn this shit down while I'm in it. And I think there's something brilliant in that that the audience is missing because they're so busy falling for the Beyonce versus Taylor who was better antics. They're not the same. Beyonce and Taylor are doing two completely fucking different things. What do you guys think about Very that? Very different things. Very different. Taylor is like not even in Beyonce's stratosphere as far oh, as I'm shit. concerned. Like yeah. it, it's, I mean, she's not like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to even compare them. Like it's, it's dumb, but I agree with, there is definitely a bigger picture. And I feel like she's, Beyonce is always so calculated and smart. I don't know who's in her corner. If she's doing this herself, I don't know, but she's always, I love that also whenever she has like a super large platform where she knows it's going to be a lot of white people looking, she'd be doing the blackest stuff. And like mm -hmm. she can't can't even wait. She's chomping at it's the It's not even black as nigga and shit. So, she be doing nigga shit. She be doing nigga shit. And I love that for her. I love her Houston ass being like, oh, so y'all don't want to give me Alvin a year? Y'all want to give it to this basic country bitch? Well, guess what? I can do country too. 
Now what? Who gonna check me? And now we all have to figure out how to do a hold down and a line dance. We gonna take classes. But you know what the funny part is? I don't think that Beyonce is going to do full on Renaissance tour with the country of it all. Because that Renaissance was a lot. I'm like Beyonce. Do you even want to perform that all over again? Like I, I was, was tired watching. It. I was tired watching. I'm like, girl, I know you want to nap, so I think she'll do some performances and you know have spot dates and things like that. But a full country like tour situation, like Renaissance, I don't think that she's gonna do that again. If she does, hey, surprise. But um, surprise, I, surprise. Right, it's some songs <laughs> that aren't necessarily even considered country by Beyonce. Like always, I love "Jealous" from the self-titled album, and I feel like that could easily have been made absolutely. Into country. Like "Jealous" is one of the best songs she's done. That's a good be point. Made into "Jealous" a definitely album. has country roots. Definitely. I, I just wonder now is she doing it to what you said to your point, Blue? Like to show y'all, like I'm taking back the music. I'm showing y'all we've been doing this. Or I'm wondering, is she doing it because it's like, okay, y'all want to keep playing in my face, not giving me album of the year. Let me try this way. And like, is she trying to do it for the awards of it, the accolades of it? Yeah, I don't versus, think just, versus just self-fulfillment and you know, audience, you know, showing you guys my artistry. I think I think she's doing it to say fuck you to the people who are playing in her face while not acknowledging that everything that they are keeping her out of they took from us. Yeah. You know one thing I realized I hate because we brought we obviously have to bring up talking about the Super Bowl. I think I have kind of learned to realize I hate the Taylor Swift machine more than I dislike Taylor Swift. Because Taylor, I truly don't believe, is smart enough to concoct this whole, I'm going to date Travis Kelsey, uh, I'm going to do this for a year, I'm going to do this for this, I'm going to do this, this, and that. I think it is her team, it is the PR of it, they're all putting this together probably. Taylor's just along for the ride. Taylor is like, I... oh, y'all... Y'all I mean, see it? Yeah, I, I I think white supremacy may, always makes us think the white woman's not smart enough to be behind the dash. No, let, yeah, no, let me get it. Don't get me wrong. Because she is a white woman, it's definitely going to be easy for her to you know streamline it through. But like people, a lot of football fans specifically, and Tasha, you can probably speak to this more. A lot of football fans, the whole season, um, it was just, oh, I'm tired of seeing Taylor Swift on the camera. I'm tired of seeing Taylor Swift. I do not believe that Taylor Swift is smart enough. And like she, she's probably a very bright girl. I don't believe she's smart enough to concoct this plan. Oh, I'm going to get the NFL, this, this, and that. Taylor is just sitting here and her PR people and the NFL PR people are like, y'all, let's put this out there to get, you know, more eyes, which means more money, which means more revenue, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I'm like, uh, here go the mediocre white girl. But the way people, and I'm not saying y'all too, the way people have disseminated and hate Taylor Swift, I'm like, y'all giving her more credit than she's even smart to have. Because, again, my only fighting thing for Taylor that I'd say I do like about this young girl is that she is telling her fans get out there and vote this year this 2024 yeah. is very fucking important and i'm i've been standing on that all year like get out and vote so i appreciate her for that there's a book that i would love you to read jeffrey uh about from a, a black scholar about how white women were actually the most dangerous people in the slave times because of that sentiment. hell yeah because they tend to i know the story of Emmett Till. yeah they they actually believe they can literally be the mastermind and like the usual sus suspects those who watch that kevin spacey movie like kaiser sose plays someone who's supposed to be mentally disabled but he's actually the mastermind they are often the masterminds and then they play stupid 
And so we walk around thinking it can't be them, it's their machine. I think Taylor Swift and Beyonce are equally brilliant. One is just white and can play damsel. Well, if Beyonce does something nice, we immediately think she's still a mastermind. I actually think she's a really smart woman because the people who I've talked to in the industry, a lot of the moves she's made are Beyonce level strategic and it's not anybody in her team, it's her very specifically. I think a 34-year-old woman who's still acting like a 12-year-old, oh my God, I won an award. That's an act. It's a fucking act. Yeah. And the same way that Paris agree. Hilton showed us her new voice when she turned 40. Paris Hilton has sounded like I a dude. I love Paris Hilton. I'm Paris sorry. Paris Hilton has been playing stupid for 25 years. That bitch is brilliant. I think Taylor Swift is the new age Paris Hilton who's playing dumb because she knows y'all gonna think what you just said. I think she mm. actually, yep. it, it, it was her idea. In fact, when Kanye, because we know Broken Clock is right twice a day, he was like, all these white bitches are playing in y'all face and Taylor Swift is actually a snake. Here's the video of her actually showing that she's a snake and she set me up. And we heard the video and took his side. And for a year, Taylor Swift was actually held accountable for being a, a mastermind until what happened guys she cried and made a video said it's me i'm the problem it's me and we all fucking forgot it was her what did what did she say in the video that he shared she what made she, she kanye called her with kim recording because kim is a white bitch who knows other white bitches so you you know your own kind you're like i know how we get down bitch i know you're gonna mm, lie on this yeah. man because he's black and has a mental disorder it's easy to make him look like the bad guy a, a ploy that I'll use later when we get divorced. That's a, another conversation. So, <laughs> so while Kanye's being a naive nigga on the phone with Taylor trying to say, oh my God, Taylor, I want your approval because we know Kanye loves white validation. Kim hit record. In the video, Kanye's saying, hey, Taylor, I'm doing this song and I'm going to use this lyric about you. X, Y, and Z, are you okay with that? She's like, oh my God, absolutely cool. No problem whatsoever, no problem. And in the and in the video, you can see he's relieved. He's apologetic. She's like, yeah, it's no fucking big deal. The song comes out, Taylor goes to the press. I can't believe this Mandingo would ever mention my name and starts crying and he gets dragged through the <laughs> Not media. Not Mandingo. <laughs> that's, that, but that's the whistleblowing though. I can't believe this black ape who already attacked me on stage is coming at me again. Why won't he leave me alone? I feel so blindsided. And if it was just Kanye mm. versus Taylor, once again, she would have gotten away with it. What she didn't realize was she's white, but so is his fucking wife. And Kim said, nah, right. bitch, and hit send on the video. And when the video went out, TMZ was like, Taylor Swift, her, first of all, her voice sounds different when she's not pretending to be a 12-year-old. And um, <laughs> in the video, Kanye sounds innocent and is trying to make things right. And she totally t- told him it was okay. Why is she lying and saying now that he blindsided her and was doing something without her consent and she feels so attacked? And when the audience was like, oh shit, Taylor's been lying to us this entire time and playing victim, hearing shit. For literally over a year, Taylor Swift's career hit pause. Until she said, I'm going to pull a Nicki Minaj and said, yeah, I'm the bad guy. And she came out and said, it's me, I'm the problem, it's me. We all know that song now. And that song is not... It's a song called It's Me, I'm the Problem, It's Me. Where she's I've never ma- heard that. Google it because you're the only person in the world. It's played all through Target, child. It's, it's played when you go grocery shopping. It's played at All I know, I promise you from Taylor Swift, all I know is Shake It Off. That's the only thing that ever caught me. It's Me, I'm the Problem, It's Me is the new Shake It Off. Is what I'm telling I'm gonna you. I'm going to listen and, to it after this. And so she made a song where she took a page out of Nicki Minaj's book like, I got caught so I can't lie. So I'm just going to sit in the fact that, yeah, I'm the problem. Tongue in cheek, wink, wink. And the song again was catchy. They're like, Taylor, oh my God, you are a snake. I <laughs> have so much fun. Now we're all snakes. And literally something that would have ended a black person's career ended up being a blip in hers. And now we're back to thinking that she's innocent again. 
Mm. Yeah, I never thought she was innocent. I know 100% that you cannot trust white women from when I used to play uh, club oh. volleyball with them in high school. Wait, wait. Like, okay. they, they used to call you Natasha. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. you see how, how Lulu goes straight to the violence? I'm trying to... She's like, no, you just can't. You just... You can't. No, you really can't. Like, and I completely... When when Jeff was saying that whole... His whole speech about her, I don't think she's smart enough. I was like, those are exactly the ones that you got to watch out. The ones who are pretending. The ones who are smiling in your face. Talking in a baby voice. Like she's doing all that. She's the one who like make friends with the slaves and tell master, oh yeah, she was in here stealing. I You're saw You're 34 blah, blah, blah. acting like a 12 year old every word. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna slack surf. Oh my god, I'm so oh my god, I won. Fuck you, Sweetie. Oh my god, I won. She's awful. Like I I know. Like I she definitely a in mastermind and she's a grown woman. Like even down to her trying to befriend Ice Spice. Like all of this is a part of the the ploy. Like she's trying to get make friends with black people. And I just don't believe this relationship with Travis because he likes black women. Oh. And that part, that part, that the only thing with that for Travis and for uh Taylor, it comes a certain point where I'm just like, at this point, it seems like it's about a bag. I'm not mad at nobody trying. Let's fake to be together to get a coin. If that's the little at least that she did, I'm not mad at her for that. I'm not, I'm not mad at him for, for it either. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at him because he's like, hey, this is gonna. I, I, he's got way more endorsements. He gets it's way more his, camera time. Uh, it's yeah. elevating his brand. Like they're gonna break up eventually. He's not gonna be with that woman. But yeah. like for for the meantime, in between time, I'm not really mad at him for for doing what he whatever he has to do for a career, or whatever. I don't care. But Taylor is a snake for sure. Like. And she, she now embraces that because she got caught that one time by, by, by Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So the one thing that we could have like used, that's the thing about whiteness. And this is the thing I love about our white listeners and viewers. There's not a single white woman I've ever met and befriended who, if she respected me and was honest, wouldn't agree with what we're saying. Yeah. All the white women that I call friends have said, Blue, I completely recognize that all it would take is for me to start bursting into tears and you'd be the bad guy. But they understand that. So we're not saying anything revolutionary. That's why at I stay away from them. Oh shit. Well, y'all, y'all get problematic. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I have so many white women in my life who actually fuck with me and respect me. They keep it a buck. They call out their play cousins when they do the same thing. And the thing that I th- thought was brilliant was the last time Taylor got caught slipping, she lost like a year or so of her life, right? And she had to go undercover and disappear and figure out a way to like pull a Nicki Minaj is what I call it. When you're that much of a bad guy and you've been caught that nakedly, you can't even do anything but just admit it and like push forward, right? And then she yeah. starts dating a Nazi. And when she starts dating a Nazi, there becomes these murmurs on um, Twitter, on TikTok with the younger kids. Oh my God, the guy that Taylor's dating and she's known him for years has been saying racist shit for a while. I even posted about it briefly and took it down because I didn't care enough. But he's a guy who literally said, when I'm bored, I watch rape porn of black women. He watched, he, he literally went on a podcast boasting about yeah. how his homegirl went to a party and came and she left the party and came back in and didn't realize that he was jerking off and caught him jerking off to a, 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 a porn video. And he names a porn site that only plays videos of rape fantasies against black women. So Taylor Swift before Travis Kelsey was dating a man who watches black women getting raped for sexual arousal. And when that went viral for about two seconds, she clipped him and is suddenly dating Travis Kelsey. A nigga with a fade. Yeah. A light-skinned white man, basically. Right? So I don't yeah. think it's a coincidence that just when you dating a Nazi got you in trouble, suddenly you want a wigger. <laughs> and now you're at the Super Bowl with Ice Spice. 
Do you, Jeffrey, do you think that's a coincidence? Do you, do you think that she went from going to a Nazi to a John B? So the funny part is, this is my first. I because again, Taylor Swift is just not in my. There are so many other white girls that came into my orbit. You know, the Britney Spears, the Christina Aguilera, the fucking Carrie Underwood. Tell me you but, over thirty five without telling me you over thirty five. He's naming everybody from like from TRL. Taylor Swift <laughs> is not in my other. The only time I see Taylor Swift is at the Grammys when she wins Album of the Year every fucking time. And in the dentist office, when I hear shake it off, because that's what I recognize. Mm -hmm. And this football season, seeing her in the clips and everything from the games, Taylor Swift is so not in my orbit that all of this is brand new information to me. Mm -hmm. And oh, and again, again, because I, you know, watch the news and everything. And I, I just see the way that I hate the way the conservative side is just tear her white, the white folks is tearing her to shreds because she's telling them, fuck Donald Trump, vote. That is the only reason why Taylor Swift is in my zeitgeist. And so now all of this is like, oh, brand new information. I just want her to get people to vote. I'm not voting for her, but I just want her to get people to vote in the presidential election. Yeah. You know what I like about Jeffrey's point of view when he's, because Jeffrey represents the majority. Like Lulu, like we're, like you're really informed on sports and the NFL. So you know stuff about the NFL and granular shit that me and Jeffrey don't know. I literally pay my rent by talking about pop culture and politics. So I have to know this shit if I want to keep my lights on. I mean, that's just, I'm gonna be honest. I have an incentive, guys, right? It's not for fun. But I think most people traverse, especially most Black people, traverse the landscape like a Jeffrey. And that's why Taylor Swift is so dangerous in my eyes because she's the perfect archetype of the of the white liberal woman who's low-key problematic and a snake. But because she's a white liberal and is voting Democrat, we suddenly think she's okay. I didn't say she was okay. No, no, no. But, but I'm saying that she, which your point about how much you are moved by her politics is literally what white liberal racists, how they move. Like they're mm -hmm. problematic in yeah. real life, but because they vote with us, we suddenly feel like endeared to them. And they're doing all this other shit that's also problematic, but because their politics at least are not going to hang us by, by a, a noose. We feel a kinship to them. And I always say that white liberals to me see, who do, who do not check their racism are actually more dangerous than the MAGA folks. We see the MAGA folks coming. We see them coming, so we know how to clock them. A tailor, unless you have two friends who've been in the weeds checking out receipts, you'd invite her to dinner not, not knowing she on some fuck shit. I, ain't to, I never said I was inviting her to the cookout of my house for brunch. <laughs> I told you I stayed well, away from the white women. Well, me and Lulu can't even get a fucking invite at this point, Jeffrey. I just said I stayed away from the <laughs> white women. I just, I again, the, the zeitgeist of what this 2024 election means to this country I only appreciate the fact that she is telling people, and again, she she's not stepping out there saying, fuck Donald Trump, but she is telling people to vote because women's rights are being taken away, X, Y, and Z. And again, I do think she's very much a uh, victim, you know, all the, all the stuff that a white woman is allowed to be. Yep. I think that she is that, and that sucks because there are so many, I'm trying to choose my words. Um, I think that she she plays victim very well. Oh, she's I great just, at it. She's yes. 34, acting like she's 12. She's yes. a professional child. She acts like yes. a teenager, even though she's literally about to closer to her 40s than her 30s at some point. Like, and I on. don't want to be, I don't want to be her friend. She ain't invited. I'm not gonna even post like, oh, thank you, Taylor. But in the grand scheme of it, seeing how I've seen in the, the Republican Party, like and Republican um uh, correspondents rip her to fucking shreds. Because she got, had the nerve to say, yo, this dude, Donald Trump ain't right. Or, you know, women's rights and things like that. I just appreciate her telling her audience, this big ass audience of other whites or whatever she got. Go to the polls, y'all. Just go to the polls. She's, she's a typical white liberal feminist who's problematic. 
Yeah. I mean, that's literally the playbook. Like when you watch that um, Insecure, remember when, he's, when, when Issa's character was working at that nonprofit with the problematic white liberals? Mm-hmm. It's called, I think yeah. it was called we, we Got You or something. Yeah. And her, and, and her boss was like a Taylor Swift. Like, look, I, I voted for Obama twice. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Whole time racial microaggressions left and fucking right. Yeah. But I voted for Obama. Yeah. So she, what you're describing is literally the white liberal feminist Karen playbook. Note for note. And I can't yeah. wait till we get to a point where not wanting to lynch us is not something that we clap for. That's really what it is. The Republicans want to lynch us and the Democrats just want to rob us. And I'd rather get robbed than lynched. So thank you for not being with the lynchers. That bar is so Thanks fucking low. Thanks for not trying low. to kill me. At least you're not trying to kill me. I'll just be broke, but at least you won't kill me. Yeah. Like, like that bar is so low and it's all we have, right? The reason why people feel the way Jeffrey feels is because it's all he's being presented with. If you have somebody who's saying, like, like a fucking uh, sexy red who's like, well, Donald Trump signed me an $1,800 check, oh, so Jesus I'm MAGA Christ. all day. Or Taylor Swift, who used to date a Nazi, but you didn't know about it. But at least you're saying, fuck Donald Trump, it, or implying it. Of course you're going to have an, a, a warm feeling for Taylor Swift. You're supposed to. It ain't warm. <laughs> it ain't even warm for me. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to make you nicer. Let me, let me, let me, let me. <laughs> I don't, know. don't take it's away just, the niceness, nigga. I'm trying to help you here. Taylor Swift being a plotting Taylor Swift, it's literally like our presidential candidates. You got Donald Trump and Joe Biden. We don't want either one of y'all. One has dementia, the other one's the devil. Uh-huh. I could deal with the dementia because there's people around him that mm-hmm. will make sure he ain't doing stupid shit and whatever he forgot they can remind him versus the one who's only going to put people around him that are like, yeah, blow it up. Blow up Harlem. <laughs> right. Fuck Compton. <laughs> what, right. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what I think is so interesting about this episode in particular is that we're basically illustrating how celebrities are a, a blood pressure test or a litmus test of what's happening in society. What's happening between the Taylor versus Beyonce beef is what happens to every black woman who has to be excellent while she's fighting with somebody who gets to be mediocre. And the mediocre girl is either tying her or passing her, right? I never quote him very often, but the one person who I think... Tyler Perry. Shock, huh? <laughs> who? Said Tyler Perry. No, Tyler Perry, I, I would love to work for you. Uh, I'll send you my, my routing number. I would love to do anything for your production because Mama has to get us in the studio. No, the one person who I think and maybe this is because he has Virgo in his chart or because he's just been around a lot of women who make excuses. Joe Budden has surprisingly been, I know I cannot believe I'm about to say this. He's surprisingly been one of the He was few- actually number three that I would have guessed, but I believe you're not quoting him. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you see me make this speech, I'm either going to quote Joe Budden uh, or, or 50 Cent or who else is problematic but is right twice a day like a broken clock or Steve Harvey. <laughs> the three of them... <laughs> Cat they Williams. Have, no, Cat Williams. I, I will quote that nigga all day long. I will quote. We'll do a whole Cat Williams fucking episode. A, a guy that I, <laughs> I, that I started talking to, like he's really sweet, and he was, and I, I was thinking he was a really nice guy. And then when the Cat Williams thing came out, he was like, "You know, this is you at sixty, right?" I was like, "Ooh, I thought you were supposed to be nice." He's like, "No, when you're sixty, I feel like you're gonna give the last fuck, and you're gonna turn into Cat Williams." And I was like, "Oh my god, I don't think you're wrong though." Like. I think Cat Williams is someone who is a masterful storyteller. He exaggerates for dramatic effect, but I actually think he's really good about receipts. And he also plays the long game. He's very smart, right? But the thing about Joe Budden's thing, assessment of Beyonce versus um, Taylor Swift, because a lot of the men on his show are men who either date white women or have a soft spot for them and don't want to admit it. Joe said, nah, fuck that. Because what's happening with Taylor versus Beyonce is Taylor and Beyonce are both stranded on an island. They send a helicopter 
to pick up Taylor and airlift her out of there while expecting Beyonce to swim to the shore and then applaud both of them for getting there. It's not the fucking same. Mm-mm. And I was like, that's exactly the point. They both got there, but the route there was very goddamn different and it took a whole yeah. lot more for Beyonce to get there. Very much. Yeah. She's a, a white woman. And, and so we like, well, Taylor can do this and Taylor can do that. She's a white woman. Of course she can do that. What did you say, Lulu? And they just walked her, they just walked her into, escorted her into the Grammys while Beyonce had to claw, take voice lessons, dance, drop down from the ceiling, do backflips, like fall down the stairs in Orlando. Weight, fall down some stairs, like singing different languages. Like, and Taylor is just over here singing. She has fucking, done, Beyonce it's has me. done a song in Spanish. I'm the it's, problem. It's me. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's all My it takes. My niece wrote that song. My niece could have sung it too. Let me tell She's you, seven. Her lyrics are. I mean, but now if y'all, if y'all spirits, essence, aura, whatever you want, whatever you want to call this, because that's ultimately what it was. The dice was thrown and they was rolled into a white body. Would you not take advantage of all this privilege? Of course. It's, so it's, it's certain parts we, no, of me. No, we have privilege now. We take advantage of privilege now. Everybody has some condition. Oh, yeah. But, but that white privilege is a little bit different. But here's the thing, though. I would not be a snake. So we're not talking about her privilege. We're talking about the way that she is playing into an archetype that she could have dismantled because guess who else has privilege but doesn't move like that? Fucking Adele. Adele got on stage and said, why y'all give me Beyonce's award? <laughs> and Adele actually has a better voice and better lyrics. Yeah. So a I superior know white... Right, I know su- all Adele's music. Right. A superior white woman, if we're going to really go there, who actually has more substance and could have said, fuck you, Beyonce, this is my award. The white bitch who could have said nothing actually said something so no i'm not gonna fuck the privilege it's how you wield it because i would love to be a white man i'd be like yeah it's popping what y'all need yeah yeah the privilege is not the issue it's you playing throwing rocks and then hiding your fucking hand and now you're dating john b 3.0 trying to make us feel like that you're one of us hanging out with ice spice no i'm sorry it's white feminism when it's unchecked looks like this who gonna check her boo <laughs> and that's what the thing, mean? like you, you when they when Beyonce to CMA Awards. Civil... <laughs> okay, they <laughs> is not inviting Beyonce to them CMA. We gonna have to. We are bum rushing the CMA Awards. The NAACP Image Awards, the Soul Train Awards, is gonna open up that country category. We giving all the awards to Beyonce. Take them. I want to get pissed her when she like performed with the Dixie Chicks or something like that. She like sure the fuck did the white people. They were like up in arms. White people don't like the Dixie Chicks because of that. <laughs> the, 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 the Dixie Chicks are actually light skinned. The Dixie Chicks are actually they're little, are they're a little who problematic Taylor pretends for white to people. be. Yeah, they're who Taylor <laughs> pretends to be. Like they'll yeah. they'll flip a table at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Them Dixie Chicks. They will. Child. They sure will. They're they like, sure fuck will. you, Grandpa. You a goddamn racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a pedophile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you yeah. too, Grandma. You heard him when he was doing it. Yeah. Like, no, the Dixie Chicks are light skinned. Yeah. It's so funny. The Dixie Chicks are who Travis and, and Taylor as a couple pretend to be. Oh my God, Blue, I'm sorry. I just had the most random thought and it's probably two weeks too late. Um, I haven't meaning to tell you that every time now I see one of our favorite studs with backpacks. Ooh, do, you know, <laughs> do you know what it just what song pops into my head? <laughs> backpack, backpack. No. Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Because you know, she, had a, 
<laughs> you know she would know. <laughs> the mother of all studs. We love you, Tracy. He would know. So I have been a fan of Fast Car before I even understood. I just always thought just it's melodically. Song. Melodically, though, it's just soft and it's, it's easy. It's a beautiful and song. This depressing. That car is driving away from that man. I knew it was a black woman. So when the Grammys just happened in uh, the white boy, because he's redone it. I can't think of his name. The white boy's redone it. So now I call him Luke James. What's his real name? It's not Luke James. No, I know who Luke James is. Luke James was on uh, The the Voice. Um, But all the white people, they're like, oh my God, this song is amazing. Forgetting that it's actually a remake. And he's given Tracy all the respect and everything due to it. So I love that. So beautiful how he's done that. Had her on stage. But then I Googled, because I realized... All I know is the um, just like certain words of it. So I Googled, I said, what is the meaning of fast car? Do you know the first thing that popped up? It says fast car, the lesbian anthem by Tracy. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, it's Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Okay. So then I had to Google because I'm like, I can't trust this. So fast car is actually just talking about a girl who just wants to get, get away from the life that she's currently in because, you know, she just wants better. She wants more. She got a lesbian. fast car. The lesbian audience that dubbed that the lesbian anthem. So mm-hmm. now every time I see a stud with a backpack, fast car just goes into my brain. You got a fast car. <laughs> got a fast, fast, fast. Jeffrey, we need to find somebody who do a fast car slash backpack backpack remix. Oh my God. Pride oh. Month's about to be lit on this pod. We have to find money to be in the studio all Pride Month. Oh my God. We're going to have all the gays just drop in from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and they will. In they, they in their country real. apparel, thank you, Beyonce. <laughs> and their assless chaps. You know the boys been waiting for a reason to wear assless chaps, honey. Some of them already have it. Like Beyonce say less. I already have it. I just I love off. I love black and I love being black because immediately though when Beyonce dropped the country announcement, the way the memes. Oh, honey, within, the video within memes, point videos, zero zero two seconds, the memes pop up of niggas being the like, "This how I'm so showing good. up." Like this, I'm doing stripper kick dances to to to, to sixteen carriages. Like, hey, hey, sixteen. Oh, it's one, a sad song. My favorite one was this meme, and I had sent to one of my other group chats of Mary J. Blige during the uh dancery area, but she got on the country the hat, pink hat, and mm-hmm. she down there, and someone like this. How I'm showing up. <laughs> I saw that one. I love that. I love black people. I love black people. I love. I us. think black people going back to their country roots. And taking back the one place that MAGA thought we couldn't touch during an election year is okay. fucking brilliant. And if y'all don't understand yeah. that Beyonce needs her strategy flowers, fuck the music. A, a bitch from Texas is taking back country music during an election where we're going to be fighting with a bunch of country yeah. bumpkins and Confederate flags. Yeah. Think about that, y'all. There's so many fucking layers to this plan that's been in the works since Trump was actually actively president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't got like a single fucking Beyonce song. To just give this bitch her flowers on that alone. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's fucking even, brilliant. They was like, I call it a, a Dolly Parton collab. I think Beyonce, again, Jolene, her, her mastery and her brilliancy. I think that this country album. I think she consulted with only the best of country. Dolly like, already knew about this before we did. Dolly Parton, maybe even Reba, because we know Reba is, you know, Reba was just herself. like Mary J. Blige on on on, on social media the other day. You seen her in her and her fur blue jacket and her boots with the fur. <laughs> she actually she actually put the caption "boots with the fur" and she looked like Mary J. Blige. Did you see she Reba do the uh, national anthem? I watched all the pre-show. I saw um, Audra Day do um, the Black National Anthem. Yeah, uh, beautiful job. I saw Post Malone do America the Beautiful. Which surprisingly, I wasn't mad at. Oh, no, he, he has a beautiful voice when he's not looking dirty. He, he, well, he looked dirty, but it was a great. Um, great oh, he looked like a smell. 
And then Reba, she did the national anthem. Now, she didn't do no backflips, no cartwheels. She sang it straight through. She did it the way Reba was supposed to do it. It was fine. It was, it's, it's not going in the top 10, but it wasn't like, oh, girl, why did you sing it? But I was like, you know what? Reba is, I feel like when I say this, some shit going to pop up. But Reba, I believe, is an unproblematic white person. She's a white parallel of mine. She's like a white auntie. Yes, I feel like now I don't want I don't know if she falls into the how you say, you know, these liberal white women are the most dangerous because she is unproblematic. Do we not know that Reba is really, you know, the fucking problem? But I was just like, look at Reba up there. I bet Beyonce probably collabed with her. No, I, I there's a list of country whites because here's the thing the South is black as fuck, it's also racist as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is weird juxtaposition of shit is extra black and also extra confederate at the same time. It's very weird. It's very it's a very weird mix. Yeah. I think Reba is a white auntie that we claim with no problem, her boots with the fur. Um, I think up until we found out that she loved Donald Trump and needs to go back to fucking Canada, we used to love Shania Twain. We used to love oh, her. Oh, Shania Twain, dude. We used to love her, but until she started opening Damn. her mouth and, yeah, and realized that she's a Karen. So Shania Damn. Twain, Karen, so that Taylor Swift could Travis Kelsey, right? So Shania <laughs> Twain is, is Taylor Swift 1.0. So up until then, we used to love her. And I think there's a couple more. Dolly Parton literally already did this with Whitney Houston when I Will Already Love You. Dolly Parton literally, when I would um, I Will Always Love You was sending her royalties, she took that bag and put it back into Black communities and helped them with housing. I had to write an article about it several years ago. She let a Black woman redo her song, made it a bigger hit than she made it, and the money she made, she gave it back to the Black community. Dolly Parton to me is light skinned. She is at the cookout already grilling somebody's <laughs> uncle. I'm sorry. Okay. Right? And she's Miley Cyrus's fucking godmother. So she already knows what it's like to deal with the. the, the girls. I love Miley. I'm, I'm a Miley. Listen, I she's love a problematic Miley. white cousin. She's that problematic white girl who she can't say everything because she be saying nigga too much, but you still like her. I loved it when she did that 23, the, the, the black era, and the white folks started hating her. I love that era. And then she I threw love... us away and went back to her whiteness as soon as she got her check. And got some I therapy. like Miley. I like Miley though. We we do twenty for some reason. Um, something in the USA. The, the black folks love that song. What is it called? Yeah, party in the USA. This is love party like... in the USA. M- Miley is is at the cookout whether we want her there or not. Okay, she's there with music. <laughs> she's just showing up. She's just showing actually... up with, the, with good weed though. She got good weed from what she I heard. Good weed. Good weed, but but it might be raisins in the potato salad. So you know, there it will be, be raisins. No, 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 no. She <laughs> put cranberries instead of raisins. That's what she did. Yeah. She put cranberries. Yeah. There you go. I forget what a cra- did y'all see I, that civil rights video? This is a civil rights video of a man. They were, this is I saw that. Yeah, that nasty ass. There was a man. They were like, they were like, okay, so what did it feel like when you sat at the counter and you were boycotting and saying, "I demand to eat with the whites." She said that food was that. fucking nasty. That nasty I ass my food. Life. <laughs> <laughs> this nasty ass fucking food. About to get hosed down for this nasty ass food. <laughs> I almost died to eat this nasty white food. He's like, but it was, but it was the principle was that the I could principle. order it. Y'all can't cook for shit. And the Nasty. caption says, when, when you are in the revolution, but there's races, the potato salad. Yeah. So there's a couple, I honestly think country music and us coming back to country during a MAGA election year is actually fucking amazing. And I, I think the timing could not be any more perfect. And we've had a couple of girls in there. I think, uh, is, was it Samira Wiley? Samira, or was it a different, there's another, black, I'm so sorry if I just got I think there. I think it's Nikki Guyton because I, I yes, I, yes, Guyton. Because they, I, I'm, I'm friends yes. with her friend Cody. Cody is one of the producers behind the Black Love series on OWN. And Cody and Nikki are very good friends. So Cody already has a bunch of cowboy boots. But every like, time Nikki's in town, she goes to her Nikki concert. Nikki Guyton <laughs> is such an amazing singer. And she has been in that country lane doing it. Um, I think that Beyonce is about to again enter into it, but also one of the favorite songs I know black girls love was when Carrie Underwood um 
I dug my key oh. into the side of his pretty little suit. Oh, up before dug my keys into yes. the side <laughs> of his baby. <laughs> Car- I'm sorry, Carrie. She invited. She comes to the cookout for that. Country <laughs> music is ratchet, y'all. We started this shit. It's country very music ratchet. is the yeah. original ratchet. And the thing about Reba, we also have to give credit for Jeffrey, our Taurus white cousin, Kelly Clarkson, my birthday twin. Kelly Clarkson. Is- Kelly Clarkson is Reba's former daughter-in-law. You know that these the Kiki. They probably both looking at his at her son crazy and Kiki in on the low smoking the joint together. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, black people of a certain era, like her. I ain't gonna say I love fuck with her. I fuck we with fuck Kelly with her because that was the first season of America's Idol. American Idol. We used to have to call in. We couldn't get on the app. We couldn't just do. We had to, <laughs> black people called in and said, "I want that white girl," and she was going against a biracial black man. Just and she was black uh, him. And Justin my- Guarini, she was blacker than Justin. And Kelly, where's Kelly from? Look it up. Look it up. And Kelly, for all intended purposes, from what we've seen, I only know her from what I see in the media. Kelly has never let go of y'all. Happy. She she loves us. She fucks with us. Um, and here's the thing that's so interesting about Kelly is like she, I think her house had burnt down right before she auditioned. I always in my mind call her like the, um, for me when it comes to American Idol, she's like my white Fantasia, like that one yes. person who just has your yes. heart. And yeah. when I found out she was my birthday twin, it made a lot of sense because people born in my day, we have problems not telling the truth, even if it gets us in trouble. She oh. told Clive Davis to suck her dick. Ooh. She was like, Clive, you're not gonna... <laughs> no, she, she's like, you're not going to talk to me crazy, Clive. Like, she, she very much like, don't talk crazy to me. I don't like funny shit. And I was like, oh my God, maybe it's not my fault. It's my birthday. Kelly is about it as bitch. She yeah. also is the reason why my friend Bridget Kelly has a Grammy because Bridget actually wrote a song with her and they both got a Grammy together. Ooh. Kelly is, I'm sorry, I've heard nothing but good things about Kelly Clarkson behind the scenes. And then I'm going to leave this alone. My only other unproblematic white woman that I, I have such a soft space for that I love, Who? I love me some Drew Barrymore. I'm sorry, I love me some Drew Barrymore. <laughs> did, you, did you see what happened during the, the writer's strike? Damn, did I miss something? What yeah, happened? Yeah, you missed it. She became the queen of the Karens for about a week. Oh, no, I think I went, wait, yeah, no, she trying to be on the she, show, be on the air? Yeah, her shows, her mask fell off completely. Wait, damn! What happened? all I saw was yeah, when she was, was out in the rain, letting the rain what fall. Did she that was do? the whitest shit I ever yes. saw. Um, okay, so I feel like I'm giving my today on the problematic whites report. Damn, <laughs> don't, don't take Drew from me, not Drew Barrymore. Yeah, what did Drew do? Drew's performing, but she's been performing since '82, so she's just better at it. Um, so you, you know, when the the strike was happening, a lot, people lost their homes. People had to move out of state back to other places that were less expensive than L.A. It caused a lot of heartache and stress for people, particularly BIPOC creatives, right? Scabbing, for those of you who don't understand the industry, means that even though you know there's a strike, you're you're basically walking past the picket line to still get your coin, fuck everybody else who ain't got it. Drew is a multimillionaire who's been around for 30 plus years. She didn't need the money, and yet she decided to scab and do her show without writers. And when she got caught, she lied and said, I didn't know. No, no, there's a special deal. Uh, niggas got receipts. They said, no, Drew, um, we checked with the SAGs and, and such. You're, you're lying. You're scabbing. And instead of apologizing, she didn't rehearse. She wrote a Karen speech that was supposed to make us feel bad for her. But the performance was so bad. You could see her reading the script off the camera. And she she was looked like Dr. Jackie. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, it, exactly. It was a really bad, bad apology that wasn't really an apology. She took no accountability and she fake cried badly. It's probably the worst acting of her career. And so people were like, wait, Drew, not, not only did you lie to us, c- cross the picket line, say, fuck you niggas who can't pay your rent. Instead of apologizing, you're trying to manipulate us on top of that. And they said, yeah, fuck you, bitch. We're out. And okay. yeah, she, 
she pulled a, a Karen that was so textbook Karen that I love Drew Barrymore deep. Something about something about Mary's actually Cameron Diaz. What's that movie? Never Been Kissed? There are yeah. so many Drew Barrymore movies that I, as a young I just, girl... Why was I just seeing Never Been Kissed the other day? I love Drew Barrymore and it broke my heart because Mind every you, day... it is such a creepy ass movie. She's playing a high schooler and the teachers fall in love with her. Very creepy. Yeah, no, like, like they should they should have all gone to jail for making that movie. That's one of those movies that didn't age very well, but because I, I, I thought it started in the theater, I loved it. Drew Barrymore is somebody that we love and we're nostalgic about. I don't think we'd love her as much if the internet was around back then. Damn. The yeah. uh, only reason why I'm not going to be completely heartbroken is because some of them writers, probably majority or a lot, are also white, so she was kind <laughs> of keeping them from a job. No, but but it, it wasn't about the whiteness of it all. It was about doing something harmful doing something right, and playing yeah. victim and lying yeah. and getting caught and then you still didn't apologize. Well, damn. So, lately, you know, I'm you know who can take our place country? <laughs> you know who I can vouch for whose country is fuck and white as fuck and an OG and is even more of a nigga behind the scenes than you think? Oh. Reese Witherspoon? Oh, Reese. I can say that I party with Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> that she's light skinned. I would have never thought Reese Witherspoon was a down ass bitch. She came to Lena's uh, Hillman grad uh, Howard homecoming party. This is a, a party that is themed around HBCUs. Her and her fine-ass white husband showed up as the only two non-niggas in that room. And we're cheeky <laughs> She was all in my face, asking me about my day. I was like, you know you reach with this one, right? You don't have to do this. Like, she, you could tell she's one of those Southern girls who was surrounded by Black folks and has no problem being around us. Yeah, but she reminded she white. When Mama was outside eating snow off her car, making hot chocolate from it and shit. I that's like, country, though. That's not white. That's country. That's, that's a very country thing to do. I will say, I prefer white... snow in the country. No, no, right, that's what I was thinking. What's no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, the people who, who are in the, I don't say country when it's basically down to earth whites. It's the Midwest. But sorry, Lulu, to your people. Um, I call Midwestern whites because to me, that's pure whiteness. Midwestern. Iowa, Iowa. Yeah, white. like, like you know, <laughs> with, with the weird accents that they be having, like yeah. Fargo and shit. Not actually, I take it all. I take it all back. I like Drew. I like uh, I, Reese, and I like who do we say for somebody no, else? No, I, I, Drew. Drew is on timeout. She's on probation. Still, oh damn. Okay, but my favorite white girl is actually Sarah Haynes. Who's that? Exactly. Sarah Haynes, she's one of the co-hosts on with you. <laughs> oh, her? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I love she, Sarah she be minding her business. She be minding her she be business. Minding her business. Yeah. She like, yeah, I like Sarah Haynes. That's Sarah Haynes acts like I would act if I was white. Yes. Because here's how I'd be if I was white. I want to model this to all the white women. We're like, well, well, damn, Blue and Jeffrey and Lulu, how the fuck we supposed to get, get like, get invited to the cookout? Like, look, check it. So I'm white. Y'all need anything? She does that. That's she, it. Sarah is always. <laughs> That's it, y'all. <laughs> Sarah I'm white. Haynes. It's popping over here. I win. It feels good to be born into the winning team. People gonna think I'm pretty even when I'm not. I even have to be built properly. I can be built like a fucking Frigidaire. Your man still gonna want me. Do y'all need anything? And I'm gonna say this because I know a lot of our audience. I love that of, shit. A lot of the audience is like, why the fuck they talking about Sarah Haynes? Probably don't know who she is. Googling her right now. But Sarah I, Haynes I sits. <laughs> look, Sarah Haynes sits next to Whoopi Goldberg every day. At a table where also you got Sonny Hostin, who is Sonny reminds you. Spicy Afro Latina. Sonny reminds you I'm black. Oh, we also just found out actually her family's descendants of uh they were slavers, enslavers. Yeah, no, no, but here's okay. the thing. They were Spanish but we slave owners, but it's, but it's called raping slaves. So that's still yeah. not what does that mean? Was, of but, course. But Sonny Sonny was very disappointed. But Sarah yeah. sits there every day and all she wants to do is learn how is my whiteness affecting you? What can I do to not be a Karen? How do I, I probably have microaggressions I am unaware of. Please let me know when I'm wrong. Sarah sits there and wants to make sure she's a better, I'm not saying uh, a, a black person. She sits there and wants to make sure she's a better person. 
And yep. that's why I like her. She just wants to be a better person. She's a decent human being who happens to be a white woman. Sarah Haynes, come on the show. I love you. If we get Sarah Haynes on, it's so funny because when I said who's that, I immediately saw her face pop up next to Whoopi in my head. I was like, no, he can't mean the bitch from The View. But clearly you did. Sarah Haynes is, I, I love some Sarah Haynes. I really do. I genuinely love me some Sarah Haynes. I she's love my, white she's my wife. who are okay with being white, who admit it's popping, who admit their privilege and say, y'all need anything. That's all we need from y'all. Yep. I don't yeah. need you speaking with a black scent and, and and saying, hey, girl, like, I don't need all that extra and, shit. And, and kneeling and wearing a dashiki and shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nancy Pelosi. Come on, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> Black History Month. <laughs> Nancy said, this a fuck em up. Come on, y'all. This a fuck em up. <laughs> this a fuck em up. <laughs> Nancy knew what to do. Ooh. I have, I'm sorry, I have an obsession, another obsession, not a white girl. Jeffrey, but you have a lot to say when it comes to white women. Like, what's going no, on? No, no, that's what I said. This is not about a white <laughs> I girl. I've never seen Jeffrey talk this much on an episode <laughs> of Humanized. We said white um, bitches we fuck with go. And this black man, you see, even the gay, even gay said, black men yes. got on finish. Y'all see girl. this? <laughs> no, I, I had, I had literally, I don't know why I just had a random thought. Maybe it's the sangria. I made it really strong. Because um, also, I saw we're coming up, our clock is coming up. We're going to have to get off. Y'all, mm-hmm. are y'all watching The Traders? So pause real quick before you say anything else. Ooh. January 2021, a producer of The Traders texted me. Okay. Two years. Asked three years be, ago. Yes. 2021. 20, was it 2022? No, I think it was 2021. To be on the show. And my response was, I'm an emotional intelligence coach. I don't think a show where you're asking me to lie for money is good for my branding. It's not good for me. I'm going to have to pass well, the, sh- the show came out. I did not realize it was basically just a, a rich version of Mafia, my favorite party game of all time. I cried for about a month. <laughs> and no, seriously, I literally, when the show came out, it became an international success in like 50 different countries. I literally cried and said, bitch, you literally, when they text you, they've already chosen you at that point. You know what I mean? Like you're, been, they had UK and Australia no, no, way before was, no, the US no, no, version. Th- this was the US version because it came out right after. This was the US version. The U.S. version, it was half reality stars and half regular yes. people. Normally, yes. They wanted me to be one of the regular people because they wanted me to play the role that they eventually got Siri, who fucking won. Siri won. The person who replaced me fucking won, Lulu. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you said Siri and my phone just lit up. Hang on. She was talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the fact that I turned this show down when they, when they called me and the person who was my archetype actually ended up winning the fucking show. I was very depressed. Shout out to Cheech and, and, and Bridget, who I cried to for several weeks afterwards. Aww. And she said, Blue, don't worry. All you got to do is call them, hey, say, like, hey, bitch, it's me. Remember me? Like, hey, big head. And ask them if you could come back. Unfortunately, the show got so big, they now only do reality stars and they have no yeah. more whatevers. And this season, Phaedra Parks, who I have not forgiven since she lied on Candy's puss, has won <laughs> me back because of traitors. Hit it, Jeffrey. So. That's a good show. So no spoil, no spoilers. I just started it. Oh no, no, I'm not. Oh, okay, I'm not okay, going okay, okay. to get any spoilers. Um, but Trader, by the way, is Mafia. So if I ever actually play Mafia at the yes. game night, can y'all finally say yes? Because y'all never want to play Mafia with me. I love that game. So the thing is, okay. Trader, I didn't, I did not watch any of the um, the Australia and the UK versions, which were also very popular. In their no, own I didn't right. watch those either. Yeah. yeah, they were very, very popular in their own right. Um, some, you know, some say is actually better than the US version. I did not watch season one of the Traders, even though I saw a couple of like half celebrities. I saw some of them I recognized. Just wasn't into it. I jumped into Traders this season, episode three. Didn't even see the first two. I have been Damn. hooked. I have been 
hooked ever since. But Blue, to your point, they had one guy on there, um, uh, Deontay Miller. He's a boxer, black guy. Um, and I'm, he, I'm, I'm, with a tender heart. He's a very, very tender, tender sensitive heart. boxer. Yeah. And he actually, for himself, he left the game because he just felt like, oh, I can't lie to people. I can't. You Jeffrey, know, I can't. no spoilers. Lou literally looked in your face and said, no spoilers. You just don't spoil the big fucking. That's one that I was. It happened so early on that it it's not Jeffrey. Jeffrey, okay. Well, we but I'm not giving it, no more. No more. I'm, like, I'm not giving anything else. <laughs> I'm not giving anything else. But only because Blue, you you made you said that like you said that in your we'll say pre-interview versus him actually being on the show and going through it. Me, I'm like it's a game. Like I ain't taking this shit oh, seriously. Oh, so you're saying that I would have pulled to him and probably cried and left the way he did. You're actually right. Well, no, I'm saying like, yeah, like he, you know, I could see how people could. He do cared that. about people. He, he cared about, about people. people. You have it's, to be gutter to win this. You have to, you have to shank your friend in the front. It is a game. I'm like, it's a game. I'm always remember it is a game. I'm I don't know you niggas. Though. Do you want your emotional intelligence coach to show you how well she can shank people? Well, they can it's, it's a, yes, a game. It is a game for a game. Yes, in, in real Who life. Fuck no. y'all, January twenty twenty. But but I will say, traders, Lutasha. The thing that sucked me into it, y'all. Everybody know I am obsessed with the Housewives franchise. So yeah. they have they have four Housewives, five: uh, Tamara, Larsa, Phaedra, Sheree. Sheree is useless as usual. But go ahead. Sheree's, Sheree don't even know where she at. Sheree is just like, like so. So are we gonna play the game today? Or are we gonna go eat? Like she don't right. know what's happening. Um, but Natasha, it is so addictive. That round table, half the time, uh, the challenges. I think the games. I think the producers actually need to get better at with some of the games. Blue, are you watching it? Of course, I'm watching it. I'm okay. fucking bitter. I think that some of the games, the producers need to come up with better games. Some of them games yeah. are very stupid. But baby, you watch for that round table because that round table is where it goes down. My question for you, Blue, Natasha, you got to watch it. I think you are going to be absolutely hooked. But Blue, do you like how the show is set up where we as the audience, we know both who the traitors and the faithfuls are? Well, it's still I, good. Here's the thing. As someone who loved playing mafia and usually played the host because my again my heart's too weak i'm too tenderhearted i don't want to die in the middle of the night so i was usually the alan cummings of it all like i don't mind hosting it but i don't want to be a villager those of you who don't understand mafia because i want to make sure that the audience knows what the fuck we're talking about mafia is a game where everybody closes their eyes and we walk and then uh, the host walks around handing you different cards right some cards mean that you're a villager you're just a regular person living in a village some cards mean you're a mafia person whose job is to murder everybody in the village it's a little gruesome some cards mean that you're somebody who has a special gift who can save people, right? So you all close your eyes. And then when I say everybody open their eyes, you, you look at the card and it tells you, are you a person, a regular person or the mafia? The cards go away. And suddenly you have to play this game of wits where you're acting like you're a villager, knowing that there's at least three or four people in this room who are lying directly to your fucking face. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a social experiment. As somebody who does this work, I love the game of mafia because you watch how people who are lying, but who love people, what if, I always make sure that the mafia is split between couples. So they'll be, Lutasha, it'd be you, you're the mafia, but Laron is a regular villager. So now you have to figure out how to kill your man, but lie to him when he thinks that you're in, a, in allegiance with him. So it's a great social experiment where everybody is your friend, but four of them are not. And it shows you how people lie when they have an incentive, no matter how much they care about you as a person. And the reason why I think 
the producers recognize that while the game is chilling, like when you're playing it at the game night, shit gets real funky. Like people, I've had a couple of people be like, we didn't talk to each other for a week after Mafia. I don't know what the fuck you had to play that See, game. I just don't get that in, like, I love, I love playing some games. People, I some, people take it, some people take it seriously. Like if your man murdered you and looked you in your face and said, nah, baby, you know I didn't do nothing. And then you find out later he was the Mafia, you might feel it like, nigga, what else you lying about? Like some people, their relationships can't take it. Other folks are like, baby, it's a game. I get it. I'm happy you won. Let's put the money. But when you watch the game, on TV, I think they had to show you who the mafia was because watching the way people maneuver having to lie to their friends and family is a really fascinating social experiment that you rarely get reality stars to admit to. Reality stars usually have a meeting like Giselle and Robin off camera, plan to lie, and then do bad acting on camera. We finally get to see reality stars admitting to being liars on the camera. So I think for that reason alone, that little gem of watching Phaedra and how good she's lying, watching Phaedra in this game made me understand how she set up candy on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was like, oh my God, I completely understand how you set up candy because you are the mafia and you're doing all this fucked up shit, but you're playing stupid while your goons are doing the work the same way Portia did on, on, in Atlanta. Like it completely made me understand her, but the way she did it was so likable. It actually made me humanize her. So I to answer your question, I think they had no choice as a production note. They had to show us the mafia because there's too much content in those meetings not yeah. to show us who the killers are. Oh, it's good because when the traders get together, <laughs> Phaedra reads, reads the kids down. Jeffrey, I have a but, question for you real real quick. Would you be want to be a, a villager or the mafia? As I've been watching, uh, I think that I think I would actually be better suited in that game as a trader. I think I would be better suited. Jeffrey as a wants to be a liar. A liar. Yeah, I think I would be better suited as a trader. Yeah, we, you're like Phaedra. We wouldn't see you coming. Mm-hmm. How about you? Now they do see me coming. Damn. No, I'm right. <laughs> no, you're so good, friend. Don't forget. You're so good at playing stupid. I think I, think I time be you suited, yeah. I'll be better suited as a trader. And it, it is fun. Again, because I know we're playing a game. I'm not really thinking like, oh, I'm lying to you in this deep, meaningful way. We're playing a game. It's cameras, even meaningful. Like the first it's cameras season. cameras around. Jeffrey, it's go watch the cameras. No, Jeffrey, go watch the first season because right now you're watching with a bunch of rich reality stars. The first season of people saying, I can't pay for my surgery. Yeah. And you're lying to them and stealing their surgery money. It actually was kind of painful. <laughs> it's a game. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, I want to pay for my adoption. Well, fuck your adoption, nigga. I, I want these shoes. Like, I don't like kids like... anyway. <laughs> you know, you know what? How about Lulu, you, Lulu? Would you want to be a trader or would you want to be um, a civilian? I for sure want to be a trader. For sure. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> It's like Lutasha. Lutasha, why? Lutasha, we are only at episode, I think, six or seven. I will literally rewatch with you if you need me to. It oh, is- so Lulu can come over now. I'm, I'm we- listen, I'm I'm gonna start watching again tonight because I was watching it while I was getting my hair braided and then I forgot about it. So like I'll watch once we get off this pod, I'm cutting it off. Season two, pod, just right? season two. You, you know, ain't gotta I, I, to the- I, I, I will honestly say I, I, season one was actually really good. Season one was yeah, season I, one yeah, was yeah. And I've heard I've actually heard season one was really good. I just it's it's hard for me. I'm to gonna go back start with season two because because I know that Jeff is gonna give me spoilers even if he agrees not to. So let me just go ahead and catch up. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. It is so. Good. I literally I'm I'm mad the episodes are not all out at one time, but it's so good. I I love that, and maybe because you haven't seen the finale, the finale of season one was the moment where I stopped being a hater because the brutal thing that she had to do to win, I could not. Oh, okay. Maybe I watched the finale. Yeah, the the, the br- like there's a brutality. To, like you can lie all day long, but at the finish line, you gotta shoot everybody in the face. And that was the moment I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I would have cried. <laughs> I would have disqualified Shit, myself." Shit, I'd have did it and took my money home. 
to the poor lesbian who wants to feed her family and the, the, the nigga who needs the surgery and the other nigga. Okay, it's, you're me. It's you or me, girl. It's you or Ooh, me. Okay. It's you or me. And we know this is a game. Alan Cummins is standing right there. But, but you, camera right here. But you know what it is, though? I think the problem for, that was for me is the reason why they chose me and ultimately chose Siri was they chose us because we were supposed to be the compassionate maternal figure who was going to make everybody in the room feel seen and loved and heard. They wanted us to be the person that if you don't trust nobody else, you can trust us. Playing that role with the intention of murdering somebody, that does for the work that I do, I could play the role for the show, but that last part, I, I would start crying. And it's because, again, they, they say, yeah, you have to murder somebody, but because I know we ain't murdering you, girl. You're just packing your bags and going I'm home. murdering I'm your a, finances and your ability to pay your mortgage. I'm a lie to your face. you just packing up and going home, girl. You get another call from another reality show. Well, if any producers would like to circle the block <laughs> and do another civilian episode of Traders, uh, invite me back as a villager, but also invite uh, Lulu and Jeffrey to be lying-ass traders <laughs> because they've already... <laughs> But that's the thing. Now we're going to probably be uh, the faithfuls because we didn't say we want to be traitors. So everybody going to think we're a traitor. <laughs> or maybe reverse psychology. You never know. I just think I would do the show if I had friends with me. Funny enough, let's wrap, before no, we wrap this up. That would actually be hard. If you and Blue, if you, you and Lou were there. Yeah, I not in my face, a, nigga. Uh -huh. I would have a harder time. <laughs> I would have a harder time doing it unless y'all were also but traitors but Jeffrey, with me. That's the show. They're all friends in this season. That's why I'm saying they're doing it with people that they've known for 20 years. Sheree and... Sheree and Phaedra have done each other for 20 years and she's they, lying to no, them they in haven't been, they, in one of the interviews, they're like, yeah, we haven't been close. They haven't been close. No, but Phaedra... They've known each other. They've known each other. Let me finish. Phaedra literally said, I got emotional when, when Sheree... No, don't tell, don't spoil, don't spoil. No, no, spoil. I'm not giving a spoiler. Sorry. Unlike you, I know how to not give spoilers. I got emotional when Sheree <laughs> stood up for me because in the 20 years that I've known her, we've had so many ups and downs and it feels so good to know that we've gotten to a good place. Whole time you're about to murder this bitch. Like, that's your real friend of 20 years that you're about to murder her while you're crying that she had your back. Like, I, I couldn't do that to my friends, y'all. In this situation, I'm sorry. We, if there are cameras here, you know this is a game. I know this is a game. Ruth, it's part of that. If we can't pay for our bus fare home, it's because Jeffrey's a traitor. I got you if I win. <laughs> oh, nigga, of course you got me, nigga. You paying my rent that month. But just like people going to these reality shows, be the housewife or uh, uh, whatever these shows, they're thinking, oh, we're going to be friends. Meanwhile, a bitch is in a confessional talking shit about you because that's the show. I'm going into this traitor's game like, okay, this is a show. Let me, okay. this is what I'm being paid to be here for. Just make sure if you're ever on a reality show with me, you don't say nothing in that confessional that we can't talk about I white to I white. Oh, yeah. When the cameras are off. <laughs> and I think, I think a big problem. You better repeat with, that with based in your voice in person. A big problem with reality shows is that because you'll see, like, they'll make up or whatever based on what somebody said. It's when the fandom and the outside voices get in that they be like, uh-uh, I wouldn't apologize if I was you. I wouldn't have accepted that apology. And then that's when they be like, huh. Maybe you did mean that I was a fucking low-life bitch the whole time. <laughs> you, did. you see how Jeffrey already has his line? Okay, I'm concerned. <laughs> well, speaking of traders, two people who were on the show together were Larsa Pippen and Michael Jordan Jr. And it was just announced this week that they have broken up. Um, any thoughts about Scottie Pippen's ex-wife and the son of his teammate breaking up? I, I have thoughts, but I will let you two ladies go first. No, I, I, wanna, <laughs> I want you and Lulu to I go think... first. You go first, Jeff. Mm -hmm. So, as a fan <laughs> of the Real Housewives franchise, Miami is in my zeitgeist. When the news of those two people dating first came out, I was on team, like, team too much. 
Larsa, this is a lot. Larsa, like, I was very much like, this is, this, it was just all wrong. All wrong. Larsa is not my favorite person. From what I see on Housewives. Mm-hmm. But after watching this current season of Housewives and watching them on Traders, I was here for the relationship. I don't know if y'all watch Miami. I know Lutasha does. No, the she, blue. she made the relationship a lot more palatable on that show. Like the rela- it's actually like, because you could look at him and be like, oh, he actually really likes her. She clearly isn't obsessed. Uh, she's obsessed with him. But watching it, it's like, oh, wait, on again, Miami and Traders, it's like, wait, he actually also likes her. So I kind of was like, you know what? Fuck what people say. They like each other. And Larsa ain't my favorite person, but they they found love. That's all people try to do in this world is find somebody that likes them. They found each other that like each other. So just this weekend here, like, damn, they broke up. I was like, damn, I done kind of invested myself and took up and saw love is love. I'm I'm kind of sad. I'm I'm kind of sad to see that they have broken up. Like the um, Pippin and Jordan wedding won't be happening. I'm yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of <laughs> sad about it because I really feel like it was a very much like there. I'm it ain't my business, but I'm curious to know why they broke up. Um, and then the second thing I'm gonna say is y'all niggas need to be watching Miami Housewives. They are number two, hands down, best of the Housewife franchise. Who's number one? Ooh, after this season, I think Salt Lake took it. So here's the thing that's so interesting. Carlos King and uh, Dustin, they have, from their tweets and all the things, they're convincing me to finally get, Lulu, let's start together if you're open. I want to start Salt Lake City because if no more. Don't, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all don't know. Why? Because you would have to go back to, you would have to go back at least to season two and start watching it to come up to the arc of it all. What season are they in now? Uh, They just wrapped season four. I could do that. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start because I'm tired of not knowing who the fuck Monica is. So maybe Monica. Yeah, I'm, shook I'm the tired. Shit I'm, I'm t- there's just been too much kiki in without me. I don't like it. So yeah, Monica shook all the shit up. <laughs> don't no spoilers, Jeffrey. We know how you struggle with that, but right, so, he struggles. And then the surprise right twist. And, and episode was, 36. And it was a uh, right. <laughs> no, 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 no more, no more. No, 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 not spoiler wise, but it was our friend James Bland. James watched season one because I was not interested in a Salt Lake housewife. That I was like, I don't know nothing about Mormons. These are these white. I had no, I didn't watch season one. James kept telling me, Jeffrey, it's good, it's good, it's good. Finally, I started watching season two, and I said, Well, wait a damn minute. And brought it was very good. But season four, oh, Monica came and rocked the fucking house. Thank you for that, Jeffrey, because I feel like you want to say more, but we'll clip it there. Right. <laughs> um, Y'all know, just call me when you got questions. When you got questions, call I'm, I'm the resident housewife expert. You guys, before we wrap this up, today, uh, for full transparency, is Monday, February 12th. Uh, you guys know what's happening midweek. Lulu, you're in a new background. Do you want to share it at all? You can say no. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lisa, okay. Um, do y'all do y'all, <laughs> look, look at Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, say something so the camera can see you. I got this my moonshine sangria over here. <laughs> All right, so uh do y'all have where's, any where's the sex question before we get out of here? <laughs> no, well, we need to do a sex episode in the studio. Um, Jeffrey, we need to talk about uh the what about sex? Let's talk about sex episode. Remember, because you said that you really want you pitched that you wanted us to do a sex episode. Um, do you guys have any plans for uh, Valentine's Day uh, this week? Well, all at once. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Let's start with the bitch in the relationship. Hit it, Lou. Okay, that's why I'm like, <laughs> Natasha, girl, this is your segment. <laughs> 
Take it away, we Lulu. Don't have any, <laughs> we don't have any like hardcore plans. Like, but I mean, I imagine we'll we'll do something. But like, we don't have like he hasn't told me anything. So uh, you know, I'm sure yeah, something will happen. You- but. I don't know. <laughs> when you have dick on tap, you don't have to make plans. It's just gonna okay. just you just press the nozzle and something comes out. That's good. So Lulu said, yeah. I ain't gotta make plans. <laughs> I am the plan. How about okay. you, Jeffrey? Uh, I do not have any set plans for Valentine's Day. I'm hoping that between today and tomorrow, somebody will hire me to cook for their lovely Valentine's dinner. Uh, <laughs> um, or I might just scroll through my Rolodex and see who I want to cook dinner for. I don't know. Hey now. I'm sometimes I do. Sometimes I do things like that with friends where I'm just like, look, we we both single. Let's just have a friendly bounce. So, Blue, you might get a random invitation on uh, what's today? Monday? Wednesday. You might get a random t- invitation or one of these Negroes might. Who knows? We'll Ooh, see. Did you hear that? He's, this is like American Idol. Blue, it's you or a nigga? I have, two <laughs> I have two photos in my hand. Only <laughs> <laughs> one of you can have my gumbo. <laughs> Um, my Valentine's, uh, well, it's so funny. This week is interesting. Um, tomorrow, I'm having dinner with a friend. He had invited me out on Valentine's Day, but um, I actually think I'm working from five to seven just for those two hours. But I am teaching a class from five to seven because I thought that I was going to have Valentine's Day off, but my students said, "No, nah, nigga, all right, we need this class." So I'm teaching class, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to have any set plans because I want to see how I feel at seven o'clock when class is over. You know what I mean? So I'm having dinner with a friend tomorrow. Um, my friend, shout out to Rosa Acosta. Um, Valentine's is actually our friend anniversary. She throws a Valentine's friend Aww. party every Valentine's week. Y'all need a chef. I mean, you should come. You guys, you guys are, I'll, I'll bring you guys. I'm bringing my my, 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 um, my friend who I'm having dinner with. Y'all should come. But yeah, so tomorrow we're going to do dinner and then go to Rosa's. Um, for Wednesday, I'm going to teach class and make sure my students aren't crying for Valentine's and then waiting to see if Jeffrey picked me or not to invite me for dinner. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't have any set Valentine's plans. And it's so interesting. This is one of those years where I don't feel any deep sadness about it because there's so much love and shit just keeping me busy this week that it doesn't feel like there's like a void or anything. So my uh-huh. Valentine's is going to be just a good week, but not necessarily, I don't found the one, you know what I mean? Um, this is going to be interesting guys, because you know, the memes are going to be interesting the next 48 to 72 hours. About this- who? The memes are going oh, to be Valentine's. Valentine's, Valentine's uh, this, is a, this is a meme that I want to post, and it's a man watching a couple kissing for Valentine's, and he's holding a slipper, and he's about to throw it at their heads. Like, this is my plan for Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> I want to post that. Like, happy Valentine's Day, niggas. But no, nah, I want to post <laughs> Funny enough, I think this episode, the audio is coming out tomorrow, but the visual comes out on Valentine's Day. So for those of you who are watching this on Valentine's Day, I want you to know that you were loved and that... Whether you have a partner or not, um, it doesn't necessarily negate your ability to have Don't a Don't let Valentine's. it get you down. Well, here's the thing. Some people have partners and they're still going to be down because they, they put the wrong <laughs> <partner>. Yeah, <laughs> Some of you couples are going to have a worse time than Some me, Some of you couples ain't going to be posting. <laughs> I'm not envying all of y'all, okay? <laughs> Some of you niggas are paying a, a premium for somebody who don't like you. That's fine. Okay. But, so regardless of your social status or whether you're in a relationship or not, I hope you're sincerely happy. And if you're sincerely happy, fuck whatever status, right? Jeffrey's happy. He's single. Lulu's happy. She's in a relationship. It's complicated, Blue. Oh, my bad. It's complicated. (laughs) Jeffrey's happy with his complications. Lulu's happy in a relationship. I'm happy pending. 
depending on what, <laughs> if my package to arrive, right? And so just know that whatever state you're in, happiness is not tethered to a relationship status. I just wanted to make sure that we end on that note because I know that it's commodified to make us feel like if you don't have a person or a partner, you failed in some way. Child, that the quality of the true. partner matters more than the partner. Like the quality matters. You can't find somebody to have sex with on Valentine's Day. Go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. Okay. I love when I'm about to wrap it up and Jeffrey just starts talking like we we, we off the show. Do you have anything you want right. to say about wrap it up, safe sex, don't do the pull-out method like me on Valentine's Day unless you want to have a dragon baby. You guys heard of this is the year of the dragon? No. Wow. I did Chinese New Year. What does the, 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 the dragon symbolize? It's the most prosperous year in the Chinese calendar, I guess. And so I was getting my um, my hair done a couple of days ago and she's washing my hair and she was like, you know, if you have a baby before the end of so-and-so, you could have a dragon baby. I was like, why? I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't I didn't say I want a dragon <laughs> baby. What's happening? Don't put that on me. Like, so yeah, guys, unless you want to have a dragon baby, please wrap it up uh, this Valentine's Day. Lulu, Jeff, any last words you want to share with the audience before we head out? Um, happy Lover's Day, everyone. And I completely agree with your sentiments because sometimes there are people in relationships and they're lonelier than when they were single. So appreciate the space it. you're in, whatever whatever space that is, single, together, it's complicated, <laughs> thruple, whatever. Like, it's all you good. Know how, <laughs> you know how sometimes you feel like you catch a stray that might not have been directed at you? I think it was directed at you. She said it's complicated, trouble. Whatever host shit Jeffrey's doing, let's all support my friends. That wasn't a straight nigga. That was a and that's, that's the stuff that if this, if, this, if this was a reality show, the fans would be like, Jeffrey, she was talking about you. You need to fight that bitch. Mm -hmm. They did it last time when, when I was talking about something and then Jeffrey was like, me? I was like, no, Jeffrey. I'm talking about everybody who thinks like you. Somebody comes like, nah, Jeffrey, that bitch was talking about She's you. Talking about, was, you, need, you need to fight that bitch. <laughs> I oh. love this show. I want somebody to give us a bag of money so we can go back into the studio. I would love to see y'all's faces. Until that bag of money arrives, I will say, guys, I talked to you earlier. I stopped with my spending problem. I was emotionally spending, guys. Please don't emotionally spend because you just end up regretting it later. <laughs> um, I hope everybody to Lulu's point has a great uh lover's day and that if you can't love on somebody else, love on yourself. Jeffrey, do you have anything else you want to say aside from you caught you caught a stray? Just make sure y'all watch the traders. Make sure y'all <laughs> what <laughs> watch the traders. Uh, make sure y'all watch Miami Housewives because Kiki is a fucking star and she needs a mojito. Um, and I love you two <laughs> ladies. I wish you two ladies a happy Valentine's Day. And yeah, all right, guys. Um, you guys know as usual, you can find me at, at Blue Centric. You can find Jeffrey at Jeffro Five One F J E F R O Five, and you can find Lulu at. Lou underscore Lou one nine. Oh, that sounded so sweet. Lou, you can tell Lou was the one here who's getting dick on the regular child. Lou, I, I ain't got nothing to prove. <laughs> That's why she ready to hang up on us. Yeah, she's like, all right, y'all, y'all ready for me? Right. Waiting in the other room. Inter right, oh, no. We're interrupting, <laughs> a, interrupting the nightly dicking. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna like to let y'all go so that Lulu can go back to her man in the other room. Until next time, happy V day, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.
Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid. 